everyone. Welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Podcast. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hi. And Nathan. Hey, up. How the devil are we? The devil are we good. Oh, yeah, just um, raking in them Black Friday deals. Um, got myself some uh, more PlayStation Plus, so that's always good. Mine got took out of my account recently without me realising. Need to turn that auto. <laughs> oh, so you, auto so you got yeah, slats with I that got, fifty pound bill. Yep. Oh, yep. oh no, unlucky mate. <sighs> well, anyway, move on. News, lots to talk about. Yep. PlayStation Five got launched in the UK since the mm-hmm. uh, the last episode, and there was some decent marketing that went along with that. So, do I have you go to Grinks? Well, not for yeah, a long well, time, but yeah, I, I know of Greg's. <laughs> yeah, so they did the, um, I don't know if either of you saw this, but there was a special PlayStation launch box. Uh, so, like, there was people on the internet who had, like, this special blue box with... Yeah, I, I I'd like, Yeah, so I had, like, the PlayStation symbols on the front, mm-hmm. and they were made out of different baked goods. So there was a, <laughs> apparently the ham and egg, uh, the ham and egg sandwich triangle. Yep. Uh, the sugar strand donut circle. Uh, a vegan sausage roll cross and a, uh, a steak bake square. Mm. But then I have to say, when they opened the box, I was so utterly disappointed. <laughs> well, were it two sausage got, rolls? And... Yeah, so you got like a vegan sausage roll and a sausage roll and like two donuts or something. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Put the thing that's on the front of the box in the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Like, I wanted it open to open and see them symbols. I want the steak want bake. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and the sandwich is just like, I know. Yeah, I know. I liked the um, marketing they did with the London Underground. I thought they had some really good visuals there. Um, yeah, so in Oxford Circus they changed some of the tube signs, mm. and they renamed four stations. Did they? they oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll see, see if we can get this. So I'm going to name you the tube station, and you try and tell me what it, what the uh, what they changed it to. The, the easy one to begin with, Mile End. What was that changed to? I don't know. PS5. Come on, this is the easiest one. It's so subtle. They're miles. Yes, there you go. Oh, miles. Right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, next one was Seven Sisters. What was that changed to? Think of a long standing PlayStation game. Crash Bandicoot. No. Um, um, I, I feel like I saw I saw these as well, but I've just like blanked them from them. They changed seven, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, well, the seven's still in it. Oh, seven stories. Basically, basically, they've just stuck the name at the beginning of this station. That's what they've all done. Summit Seven Sisters. Right. We're gonna just put, put, put her out. Yeah, just do yeah. it. Yeah. It's Gran Turismo Seven Sisters. Oh, my uh, goodness. This was <laughs> this this one's quite good. West Ham. What was that changed to? Think about an upcoming PS5 game. West Astro Boy? Nope. West Bug Snacks? No, come on. <laughs> Uh, I'm rubbish in the actual No. Think about what's in West Ham. Bubbles. No. <laughs> Football <laughs> hooligans. And I'm, I'm ending this. Horizon for the West Ham. Yeah, would never have got that. Right, just tell us last one. Oh, come, you like oh, upcoming oh, PS5 <laughs> game that's like still for. It's got West in it. Come on. <laughs> come right, on. Lancaster Gate. This is final one. You, you'll get this one now. Go on. Lancaster Gate. What could possibly fit there? Lancaster Gate. 
Oh, oh, wait, 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 no. Ratchet oh, and Clank's. Yeah, oh, it's good. Right, it's a gate. There you go. Oh, right. It's a good job you're here, Matt. <laughs> I never <laughs> would have got that in a million years. I can't <laughs> never come over. That was more difficult than I thought it was going to be. I thought they'd be straight on them. Anyway, amateurs. Uh, right, so the consoles, uh, there's been a spate of technical issues. I don't know if you've noticed any of these, most notably for the PS5. Someone on Twitter posted, uh, they well, this was actually quite a positive one, well, for that person anyway, is that they received a disc version in their box for the digital version. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, I heard so, about it, yeah. I heard about it, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I quite like that to happen to me, but, you know. And the serial, apparently the serial numbers matched on the like the boxes and on the console as well, so mm. just something yeah. went wrong in the manufacturing process. Uh, another one, big one has been crashing in rest mode. Uh, this has been notable in the Spider-Man in the Spider-Man remastered game. Apparently, it's, what, if they put it in the rest mode during playing that game, it crashes the whole system and then prompts you to repair your external hard drive. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, others where the cloud saves are not being synced correctly. Yeah, I heard about that one. Another one has been the dual sense controller has not been charging properly when it's been plugged into the USB port. So it's only done it like a little bit and then never done it fully. Yeah, I think that's when the, you plug it into the Type A port. I don't think there's any issues with the Type C. Um, from what I've heard fairly recently, they brought an update out that's fixed it. Um, so um, it should be okay as of now. Uh, people are also quite annoyed at this issue where if you've got both the PS4 and the PS5 version of a game, uh, the PS5 will try and default to, download, to get in the PS4 version to play. Oh, right. Oh, I heard about that. Quite irritating. That was, uh, that was something for the Call of Duty, wasn't it? Black Ops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was most of the ones. And then there was a thing that you mentioned last episode, Nate, in regards to the uh, download queue bug. Yeah. So things weren't downloading right. And then other people just noted, like, crashes during gameplay. So there's been a lot of issues for the PS5, so... I mean, that's, that's that's risky take for being an early adopter, mm. I guess. But well, that's it. You pay 900 quid sure. for a console and you have all these issues. It's disgusting. 900 quid? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Scalpers. Oh. <laughs> that's, the thing. That's, that's a lot of issues, that one. Yeah, definitely. But Xbox has had their... Well, not as many yeah, issues, yeah. but they, they have had a few. Not, not nearly enough as that. But um, they've had disk drives producing like, uh, like grinding noises. Ooh. Which uh, you don't okay. want. No, definitely. Especially if you've got a disk in, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, is so it going to burn a ring in my disk? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. scratch it, break it in half. Like I remember my first PS2 ended up doing that. Mm. I had to buy a new one. It, just, it was an awful sound. Yeah. My Xbox 360 periodically did that with games. Um, this was before you could install the game partly onto the um, system. Um and eventually it would just kind of slip and then like burn a ring in your disc and then break it. That was bad. Uh, they've also had like drops in Wi-Fi connectivity. I mean, I know a lot of people do wired and that kind of thing, but mm. some people do Wi-Fi. And that's because another one's where they just have power issues, but it's just not switched on correctly. So that's the main issues from them. Not good. Not good. Definitely I mean, not. I mean, in 2021, when we get these consoles, um, <laughs> hopefully we won't have these issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, I guess is a lot of this down to the current because it's affected the manufacturing process maybe because of Covid etc <clears throat> if everything had been normal all these technical issues have been sorted out all these have happened who knows but who knows? at least it makes me feel 
not slightly as bad as not having it yet. <laughs> That's it. Like the, having the issues makes you feel a bit better about not forking out the money to buy it but as I, yet. Well, I do feel for everyone because. Hmm. Well, that's it. Like these consoles, like gold dust at the minute. Let's face it, and people are clambering, spending so much time trying to get their hands on one, and then when they do, they're experiencing these problems. It's not good at all. Yeah, and particularly as you say, if they if they got it from a scalper, that's even worse. Mm. Is that like, how, how would you get around fixing? Because effectively, it's second hand, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that. Capcom, they had quite an issue in terms of being hacked, and then they had some leakages, didn't they? Hmm. Like, quite a... don't know how to quite explain. It's like a, a tsunami, pretty much, of, of leaks that have come out uh, after the ransom attack that they had recently. So, um, I mean, looking at, the, looking at the damage that came out, um, a lot of personal information uh, was stolen. Uh, apparently... Uh, just, just a lot of stuff. We had uh, sales reports, financial information, um, personal information on current and former employees, um, as well as, according to this, up to 350,000 items of personal information uh, from customers, business partners, uh, and other employees that were unfortunately compromised and, and well, hacked and stolen, really. It wasn't even though it was, it was leaked from the company, it was just Someone's gone in, gone. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Um, I mean, it's not good. And I mean, other than that as well, there's just uh, a massive number of, I suppose, gaming knowledge that may or may not have been known at that point as well. Like a lot of upcoming games that they've got. Um, yeah, there's like game list. List for like the next four years or something like that. Like their oh yeah, yeah. Future game. For sure. Anything interesting? Do we know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've got a list of the biggest ones that were Lutz's that were shown off. So we've got um, we've got something that's called Resident Evil Outrage, uh, which looked to be set for Q4 in 2021. Um, going off, going off of another news source that I was looking at, um, this could potentially be something um, along the lines of them trying to make a like a, um, a Resident Evil 8 multiplayer game. Outrage? Okay. When's it Outbreak? I've got it here as Outrage. It could be Outbreak. Because I've got a, I'm looking at like a screenshot of the actual sheet. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, carry on, sorry. No, it's fine, it's fine. Um, I mean, well, to play on that, if it was Outbreak, a lot of people would probably be happy because there was a, um, back in 2000, not 2000, back on the PS2 era, there was um, the Resident Evil Outbreak games, which were their first foyer into like a multiplayer Resident Evil, where you got to play like, um, you got to play like in between the second and third game as these like eight survivors, if needed, um, or you got to pick out the eight survivors and then you helped each other through through um, Raccoon City as it was falling apart. It had like an original story to it. It was quite interesting, but just to go back on topic. Um, other ones that got revealed was uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, um, which I think a lot of people have been clamouring for a sequel for <laughs> and had no news. Thanks. I'm assuming that was Alexa. Uh, yeah, that, that was mine. Sorry, everyone. 
<laughs> I was like, that sounded familiar. Did I just take the bite, man? Um, yes, there was that. There's news of Street Fighter Six um, mm, yeah. coming in 2022 potentially. Uh, what looks to be a new Mega Man game. Ooh, yeah. um, which would be massive for those fans because they've mm. not had anything for years. <laughs> it's just been remakes and uh, compilation discs for the last few years for Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along with that, there was there was there's two. I think there's two of these, um, which might get you a little bit confused. So initially, there's a Resident Evil Four remake, which looks to be coming out in 2022. There was also another Resident Evil 4, um, I think there was on the sheet, but for VR, which Ooh. looks to be like the original Resident Evil 4, but obviously made for VR, which I'd be absolutely up for playing for. I'd be scared as all hell, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be kind of cool. Um, other than that, um, something called Monster Hunter 6. Not sure what that is. Um, something called Biohazard Apocalypse, which I mean, in Japanese Resident Evil is known as Biohazard. What, yeah, what that could be, I'm not sure. Just a lot of Resident Evil stuff that got shown off. Um, something called SSF6 in 2023, which I'm assuming is going to be the next upgrade for Street Fighter 6, yeah. as they always do. Um, two, two remakes for uh very old franchises they've not really touched in ages one for final fight uh which was the side scrolling beam up I suppose yeah. you call it uh and then one called power stone um which i'm not familiar with power stone i think it is a fighting game um i know mr austin creed is massive about power stone i think um of up up down down so i'm sure he'd be excited um, two of us that got shown off is Ultra SF6, which again, Street Fire related. And one thing called Resident Evil Hank. Hunk. Is it Hunk? Yeah. Again, see, like, my news sources must be like, can <laughs> play it wrong wherever they're doing this? Bullshit. I'm not sure which one I prefer. <laughs> Resident they Evil both Hunk. sound crap. <laughs> well, Hunk is a character in the Resident Evil lore, so it would right, make sense. That would make to sense. Hunk. <laughs> That would make sense. Uh, although I'd love to see like his his um, like confused cousin Hank coming in and <laughs> <you know. laughs> hi everybody, my name's Hank, and they just get bit. Yeah. Uh, so they they were probably the biggest things that got revealed there, as well as I think I remember there was going to be some other stuff as well outside of that sheet. Um, we got what looks to be an Ace Attorney collection for the PS4 and Switch. And we've got PC releases for Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2, along with two projects that aren't known too much about. One is called Shield, which is apparently going to be a multiplayer shooter, but not much else about it. And something else called Guillotine, that was going to be a new IP for the Nintendo Switch. Although I think I saw one source saying that could be... Something to do with a new is it ghouls and ghosts thing? Yeah. Uh, very old uh, IP for Capcom. Um, 
yeah, there's, there's, there's so much that got leaked. I mean, oh, not just kind of new stuff as well, um, even just financial stuff. Like there was one document that talked about how Capcom were working with Google to port over Resident Evil 7 and Village to the Stadia, uh, kind of the financial workings of that. Something like, I think it was something like they were going to get 10 million to do that. Some ridiculous figure. Um, yeah. And then I think not even just that. Um, I think one probably very unfortunate uh, victim to the whole leaks is Resident Evil Village because there is one document that kind of goes through pretty much the entire plot from start to finish of the whole game. Or it goes through. There's like there's tiles of um, I'm assuming like maybe checkpoints or milestones within the game, but they kind of give off what was gonna happen i mean i've not read it (laughs) yeah stay clear yeah that's it's like um it's like back when all the um last of us part two leaks came out just everybody Mm. just stay off the internet don't go looking for it and generally you're not going to find it so yeah but it's uh i mean it's not a good day for capcom and i just i think it's just a really obscure marketing ploy to get hyped for um the next three years and everybody four that's years. got every well, yeah, four years, and everybody that's got all the information leaked, it's just collateral. That's all. Oh my God. I know. I, I always hate seeing this kind of stuff because it was the same for like Sony when Sony had their massive uh, hack and everything got leaked about like you know Spider Man and all the stuff that they were doing. It's just I hate when stuff like this comes out because it's just you kind of just. Can we just leave it alone? And yeah, can we just, you're just taking the mick yeah. of like hard work of the people who do work. See, for like this, is, this is a problem with the internet now. It's it's spoiled reality. Oh, surprise! Things and, mm. because somebody always mm. finds out something, and it always ends up out there, even if you're not searching for it. It becomes like a trending topic or something. Yeah, so just be, and suddenly it's just there. You think, oh, why is this? Why is this trending? And you look at it. Oh, there you go. Spoiled. <laughs> anyway. Show you more into something a bit bit nicer. Unless yeah. Got more, unless there's more stuff you want to talk about. <laughs> that. All right. So um, Square Enix, they've now made work at home permanent. Really? I have that. Yeah. Oh. So as of December the first, uh, they will offer a permanent work from home program to all employees. Uh, and that this isn't purely down to the pandemic. It, this will go on. This is a long term strategy. Mm-hmm. So even if magically Kobe disappears tomorrow, then People still have the choice to work at home. Yeah, and they believe, nice. it will bolster, they believe it will bolster productivity and improve work-life balance. So, in the statement, in the statement, they said uh, the company will designate each employee as either home-based, i.e., working an average of at least three days per week from home, or office-based, working an average of at least three days per week from the office. In general, all eligible employees will be designated as home-based. Division heads will designate some positions or individual employees as office-based, as dictated by the nature of the work involved. Status changes will be allowed on a monthly basis, depending upon the intensity of an employee's duties. The company expects approximately 80% of employees to be home-based in December, the first month of the program's implementation. So, that's pretty good. I mean, it's especially in places like Japan, because if you know anything, oh, no, yeah, Japanese, yeah. If you know anything about Japanese work culture, it's horrendous. Yeah. They work long hours, and... <clears throat> Yeah, any, any chance they could get to work from home was probably a real positive thing. 
I mean, that's oh, yeah. it. I mean, they claw that time back that they would have got commuting. Yeah. Um, so that could be up to a couple of hours a day just there. Um, yeah, it's no so, fun that the Japanese employees like sleep a lot on public transport as well because mm-hmm. they just work so long. Yeah. So if you can cut out like like the two hour round trip or maybe even longer, got commuting to work, then that's a good thing, surely. But Definitely. How, will it, that affect, how will that affect the quality of games? I'm not quite sure. Well, I don't think it will, because if they've got everything in place properly and they're using a cloud environment where everyone can collaborate, then I, I don't mean, think it will. It clearly, they must have thought about it long enough, otherwise they, they wouldn't have done it, I imagine. Yeah. So. Sure. Well, we're just so. coming into the ninth month of having to live like this, like working from home, in terms of like people that aren't kind of frontline workers. Um, so I think they've had enough time to iron out all the creases and now they're going forward with this. So I think it's positive, definitely. Um, I mean, long term, if they do end up carrying on like this, then they could potentially um, shut some offices down. So they save money on that side of things. Mm. And um, again, it's good PR with the staff members and developers because they get more time to do what they want to do rather than having to travel into work all the time. Yeah. Do you think other... Well, the companies might do this as well. Hmm. well. Maybe they'll see how how successful it is, and then yeah, so, yeah, I think it might be a weighing game to this year. I, I don't know if American culture would do it because I think they they really like the whole togetherness. You know, that's the thing. I I do worry about that because I do, I do think we will work better when you're together because you can like bounce ideas yeah. off each other, things like that. Well, that's it. You yeah. Collaborate, and you're, you're all you call like you're readily available like at all times rather than having to kind of you know. Whereas this is a bit individualist, this. Although saying yeah. that, as I said, it's three days at home, three days, or, or office-based, depending on which, which side you're on. Yeah, I but think I it re- yeah. So I guess you can you have at least two days to... To collaborate yeah. Um, yeah. face-to-face, yeah. I think it really depends on the role, because if you're a developer, you generally get given your, like... Um, your bit of development work that you need to do, and then you're you're off with your headphones on. You don't really need to collaborate once you've been given the spec of what you need to write. So I think for developers it'll be better for them because they don't have somebody like looking over the shoulders, interrupting them every 15 minutes when they're trying to code. Mm. So yeah, if anything, yes. it could be better from that side of things. I mean, I guess we'll see how that one pans out, but that's mm. that's a positive step. Mm. Uh, CD Project Red always in the news mm-hmm. this time they have confirmed to investors that December the 10th is the definitive final date for Cyberpunk oh that's good so they've not pushed it again <laughs> and they mentioned it no less than three times that, that date in the report <laughs> to their investors just to hammer yeah. it home if so, you didn't hear it it's December, it's December the 10th, 10th. <laughs> that yeah. is the final date and that is when it's happening we can look forward to that now well I don't think well, yeah, still got to wait for the next one. Because yeah, I watched the, um, did you see the gameplay videos? Have you seen them? Uh, I watched so, the the night uh, the nice night City Wire. Wire the last episode. Yeah, that I new trailer that. was amazing. That showed off a lot more gameplay than I thought was going to be in that. Like, I didn't think there was going to be stuff like swimming underwater and doing that kind of stuff. Like, mm. and going yeah. on roller coasters just for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that couple of um, was like, what? Yeah, no, that's really opened up the game more than what I just thought it was going to be. It's so looking forward to it. But, um, yeah, they, they released um, the, like, two videos of, like, comparing the 
the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series X. That's right, Nick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they were, comp- they were comparing the graphics of them. Yeah. It still looked very. It still looked very good on the um, One X. One X. You can see the differences. Yeah. Well, it's early on in the. Um, it's a bit shinier. In the generation, <laughs> so a massive leap right now towards the the end of the console generation. Then we'll start to see a bit more of a gap, like we do every time, really. Yeah, you could you could see, see an improvement in terms of like the car models and the character models mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. They did look better mm-hmm. as expected, but it was just an interesting to see that comparison in the same video. And they did one uh, another one for the PlayStation Pro and the PS5. Mm. And then a similar thing. So they were good. So similar tent. Put it in your diaries if you haven't already. Mm. Or end of next year when I'll get to play it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this one, next next one kind of excited me personally. So IO Interactive. They mm. announced a new project they were doing. And it's a new James Bond game. Which yeah. is entitled Project 007. Whether that's a working title, I don't know. Maybe that'll change. I don't, it'll be a few years until this comes out, I think. But I can totally see why they've got that IP. If you play, oh Hitman, yeah, yeah, you'll know why. Uh, that engine, because they use an engine called Glacier, it's a very good engine. I can see that working. James Bond very well. Oh, massively. To that. So it's just going to be like Hitman, but the guy's got hair this time. Uh. Well, mine are. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Depends what the new Bond's going to be. Mm. No, that, that's it. That, that's my film. I don't know. That, that's the big reveal that Hitman 47's been 007 or more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the origin of 007. That's the, that's the end of Hitman 3, yeah. The reveal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it cool. Because I was kind of worried what IO Interactive would do after Hitman 3. So Hitman 3 comes out at the end of January. Mm. I didn't really. I love Hitman, and I was sad that that was going to be like the end, you know, yeah. the last of the trilogy. I'm hoping maybe down the line. But now be. it's uh, mixing two of your favourite franchises. Yeah. I love James, James Bond and Hitman. I think it's going to be amazing. Can't wait for that. But I think we'll be waiting a few years for that one. Do you? Oh, go on, sorry. Well, uh, I was just going to say that the the good thing about Iron Tractive is that they do release. Like continuous updates on the Hitman games, so yeah, over like the year or two between them, they have done like a load of free updates. So mm. hopefully that'll keep keep me going on Hitman. And 3 you've until... got the VR one to look forward to as well. Mm. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. Mm. So what were you going to say, Matt? Oh, um, I was going to say, would you want them to do um, the 007 game in like a first person perspective, or do it third person like like the Hitman games? Like, do you think they could do Hitman in first person and make it work? Um, I can't see why they, they couldn't, but as I say, with that Glacier engine that they use, which is pretty much like a third person thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's an incredible I, I, engine. Yeah, I, I, can, I can just see them continuing with that. I'm sure they'll modify it. Mm. I, I don't think it'll play exactly the same as Hitman, but I think it'll be along the similar lines. But that'll, that'll, that's... That's, that'll do me. I don't mind. I'll take that. No, I'd be happy if it was just like him, man. Um, I, I think some. I think some they also revealed um, on the website, at least along with the trailer, was that it was going to be. It's, it's an original 
007 story. It's like the telling of the yeah. origins of, of 007. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the origins of James Bond, though. I think it's just where yeah, 007 came from, wasn't it? Yeah, how, yeah, it's kind of the similar thing what they did at the beginning of the Casino Royale, because that was like when he acquired the 007 moniker. Yeah, so, yeah. So I imagine that's going to be the same this, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Look forward. The producer of Yakuza uh, said that he wants to make a Sonic game. Mm. There's a, a guy called Daisuke Sato, and he was asking in the interview which is IPs he would most like to work on, and he said, it's an IP that I haven't come to before, in the sense that I want to try it. Well, Sonic. After all, when you hear so- Sega, you think Sonic. I'd like to get involved once, at least, but for me, the so-called Sonic is, well, if I were to do it, I wouldn't do Sonic as it was. I would like to make a completely different Sonic. Yeah. I mean, with Sonic Mania, we've all we've already got like that 2D slash a bit of 3D version um, of how it was. Um, so it'd be nice to get something new for Sonic. Because I think any Sonic game that's of like the newer games, like Sonic Colors, even going back to Sonic Adventure, it's... It's the best bits of it have kind of gone back to the like original style, so it'd be nice for him to do something new. I'm trying to imagine what Sonic would be like in a Yakuza style. Like, <laughs> just like I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure that's what he's going for, but that would be interesting. No, I mean just like you know, because obviously he's, he's famous for, for the Yakuza, and I think even like the new one is it Yakuza? Is it like a dragon? I could be yeah. wrong. Um. That's even like kind of different to to like the previous Yakuza did, wasn't it? Because like a dragon's a yeah. turn-based like yeah, RPG. Yeah. Whereas like other Yakuza's have been kind of more kind of beam up, I think. Yeah. If I recall. I've never yeah, played so, a Yakuza yeah, game, yeah, so <laughs> just straight up smashing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like Sonic in a Yakuza style. Like, yeah. Could work. Redo Green Hill Zone with like a load of robots coming to attack him, and he just smashes them all up. <laughs> I mean, who'd have, who'd have thought Bioware would make a Sonic RPG, but they did for DS. So <laughs> who knows? Anything's possible. Mm. Have we got any other news? Yeah. Um, so one of the bits of news that I wanted to talk about was the um, Red Dead Redemption Two online only version. So I think uh, I think you mentioned this, uh, Mark. Um, so they're bringing it to the Microsoft Store, PlayStation Store, Rockstar Games launcher, Epic Games Store, and Steam on the first of December. So on the day that this podcast releases, um, and it's going to start at an introductory price of four ninety nine in dollars. Um, so it might be three ninety nine for us, or they might shaft us again and just give it as for four pounds ninety nine. Yeah. So that's currently 75% off the current retail price of Red Dead 2. And basically it's just Red Dead. Well, it is what it says. It's Red Dead Online as a standalone game. Um, I I did have a think think about this and I thought maybe more games should do this because a lot of people are now just getting into the online side of it and they don't really play the the single player stuff. Um, So for example... We've seen it with Call of Duty Warzone. They re- they released that as a standalone thing. Um, probably the same with Fortnite as well. The multiplayer free version has taken over. Because th- there is a bit of 
single player stuff you can do, but again, it's just nowhere near as big. In theory, I get what you're saying. However, because normally I would like get rid of the single player bit, and then you can just once you've completed the single player, mm. you know, delete that from your hard drive. You've got the uh, just the online. Yeah, but I did notice that the multiple this the Red Dead Online is like 128 gig. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> oh, it's still a lot. It's 123 gigabytes. 123. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big but difference yeah. there. Yeah. So, so. I, th- I think the bit that I like about it is that it gives you the freedom, like with them splitting the game up. So if you do want the full game, you can get the full game. If you just want the online to play with your friends, then you've got that side of it as well and you save a bit of money. Um, A bit of me is thinking, though, are they going to... Is this like a prerequisite to what they're going to do with GTA? Are they just going to keep GTA Online and then GTA 6 is just going to be a first-person expansion? Well, uh, GTA 6. Didn't they, um, did they not announce that GTA Online would be going free at some point yes, next year? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So this is where I was actually a bit like... Um, Microtransactions, baby. <laughs> That's it. I was, I was a bit like, if you're making GTA Online 3, why wouldn't you do that for Red Dead? Because, like, surely that would bring... It's a bit newer, more... though, isn't it? No, but then it would bring more people to it's it. Because, it's... it's because there's fewer opportunities to sell things in Red Dead. Mm. That's why they put much more into GTA. Because it sells more. For instance, in GTA, you could just add... A load of cars, the new cars, the new cars, new spaceships, new flying things. Yeah, you can't yeah, do that, there, can you? There's you not as much you can do. do. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're getting the money based off that initial purchase. I suppose so, but there there there'd be loads of ways you could do that for Red Dead. Like, I mean, for instance, like GTA Online, one of the recent sort of updates to it was that they added like a massive casino to it. Um, you can do that kind of stuff. It's like, well. You could probably do that in Red Dead as well. I'm sure they'd see maybe but like a giant that. saloon with uh, loads of different games you can play. Well, well, why not? Well, all this turns into something I was going to talk about. Really, is that they've have, on Red Dead they have announced a new update mm. stuff that's going to come. So there's going to be an expansion to the bounty hunter role. Mm. Mm, there's yeah. going to be an extra ten ranks to it, and you can unlock new things as part of that. Uh, and there'll be a brand new outlaw pass. But this time, it, compared to the usual 80 ranks, this one will go up to 100. Ooh. So, a bit longer. I just wanted to give us train robbers and bank ice. <laughs> just, give, <laughs> just give us something like that. Yeah. Give give me Liar's Dice. That's all I want. Just give me yes, Liar's Dice. Liar's dice. Give me that. Liar's Dice from the first game. That's all and I Blackjack. want. Blackjack. Put Blackjack online, please. You've got it in the main game. Put it online. What are you doing? Oh, they yeah, could do all cool. sorts. Yeah. Like the, the, the knife... Um, dominoes. Stuff as well. dominoes as dominoes, well. Dominoes, yeah. Why is this not online? Why is that on yeah. there? That'd be right good for streamers. Well, we, we could even do it. Rough we could play a drinking game and play dominoes. It'd be fantastic. But However, there's one other thing for Red Dead that uh, they're doing an update. Now, I don't know if either you do your daily challenges. Every so often, but not. So basically, not <laughs> every day you go on, you do a daily challenge, you get a bit of gold for it. And then, after 28 days, you get a treasure map and you get half a gold bar mm-hmm. and then every subsequent day you do a, a challenge you get half a gold bar for as long as you continue the streak okay 
Now, they've just announced that apparently starting from December the 1st, they'll be making changes to this. So oh. the trans streaks that reach 28 days will now award you with a cash bonus and a treasure map, but then it will automatically reset. So then you'll be, you won't be getting half a bar for each subsequent one. You'll start from the beginning, which is like 0.2 of a bar. Oh, right. And you'll have to wait to wait back up mm. to your 28 day streak and then it'll reset again, which is annoying. That's really annoying. Oh, yeah, I, wish I, knew, I wish I knew about this when uh, GTA Online, uh, GTA Online, Red Dead Online was uh, had started because I would probably still be on the streak. <laughs> yeah. I know about that. Yeah. Uh, I, had a really long, I had a really long streak for about 300 days before I, I went on holiday. So wow. And I lost it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can remember yeah. you talking about it. Like, yeah. oh, no, I'm going to lose my streak. <laughs> Mm. So yeah, I don't like the sound of that. If they're mm. going to do that, they better give us some good updates in the future. This is it. I just want... There's so much like potential for Red Dead Online to be as big as GT Online. I, 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 I truly believe that, but it's just... I still can't believe the end of the train robbers. Well, that's <laughs> it. They, they could have their own heists. Do you, bank think of heists. Any, you think of any Western film or anything like that, it's got a train robber <laughs> or a bank heist. Come on, yeah. let us live out of cowboy fantasies, for God's sake. Ah, anyway. But there's Rockstar, one... oh, go on. I'm going to say, there's one thing that I want. Mm. Go faster racing strikes on your horse that gives it infinite stamina. I'd pay 10 mm. for that. Didn't they have the unicorn in the first Red Dead? Could have that. I'm sure they did. Give us that. I, I know, but I know they had the, uh, the undead horses when they brought that uh, expansion. Oh, the... that was... mm. Yeah, it was the four, ho- four horses of the apocalypse, weren't they? Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. It's the one that was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Rockstar also did another update. Well, announced another update for another game, which of course is GTA Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, a brand new heist is coming. Mm-hmm. Called the Cayo Pedico heist. So it's set on a private island. So this is the what, the statement they put out. The Cayo Pedico heist is the biggest GTA Online adventure ever introducing an all-new exotic heist location with a brand-new approach to heist design that features the ability to play everything solo or with up to three other players. Plus, you can can acquire new vehicles and tactical weapons, experience new social spaces to dance and party with your friends, and a new world-class guest DJs, and listen to new radio stations with over 100 new songs. Oh, and a a very large, very versatile... And very heavily armoured submarine HQ with plenty of other surprises. Mm. So we can get a submarine. Which I think will probably feel the same way as the yacht does, the current one. Mm. I'd have thought it would be more like the uh, like the mobile HQ that you can get, but obviously it's just underwater. It depends if it moves or it just stays still down there. I hope it moves. But, but you, just, you just look at that up there and then you just look at the, the Red Dead one. You just think... <laughs> It's not even close. You got a brand new location. Yeah, it's yes. the first time for GT Online as well, isn't it? They've actually mm. got a whole new location separate from the San Andreas. Yeah, so that sounds good. But uh, that comes out on December fifteenth, I want to say. I'm not quite sure about that. I think it's December fifteenth, but don't mm. quote me on that. Something else, completely different. So the University of Oxford have suggested that games are good for your well-being. Yeah, I, I read this, this as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they um, they tested, well, they did this test on a total of 3,274 people. Um, 
And actually, this is in contrast to one of the other podcasts we did because they tested them on Animal Crossing and Plants vs. Zombies. Um, And we found that Animal Crossing had one of the most toxic fan bases. So I don't know how it can be good for your mental health, but (laughs) hey-ho, swings and roundabouts. Um, But yeah, if if you do play video games, don't feel like it's a waste of time. It's good for you. Oxford says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for Plants and Zomb- Plants versus Zomb- EA also shared data about in-game performance, and that included things like uh, achievements and the, and the amounts that players used during their good play. Okay. I'm guessing they were using that to judge their happiness levels, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Professor Andrew Puzbliski, I want to say, but that's right, I don't know. said... <laughs> If you play Animal Crossing for four hours a day, every single day, you're likely to say you feel significantly happier than someone who does Like, someone could have been working a 12-hour shift and not have time yeah. to spend four hours on Animal yeah. Crossing. You put the results down to perhaps that both games, uh, both of these games had a social aspect to them, which encouraged communication. So. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to know if, if a report could tell if people are toxic by doing the dab emotes in games. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. People are more toxic by doing the dabbing. Yeah, the shushing shushing. Shushing. <laughs> Well, that's been taken out of the new one, though, hasn't it? You can't shush yeah. in 21. No, I'm sure someone's taken over it. Yeah, they've been the ones taking over it. Yeah. Uh, right. 343 Industries, they expected to give a high level update on the Halo Infinite quite soon. Ooh. Don't know when, but. Uh, so the 343 community director, Brian Jarrard, uh, posted uh, the following on Reddit. He said, right now, we're still going through the huge cascade of implications and ramifications to the release shift. And the team is heads down, working through nearly every facet of the game. Full disclosure, we don't have anything planned for the BGAs, the Video Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm hoping to offer at least a high-level update within the next few weeks so we can kind of restart this journey together after the holidays. That's an interesting quilt, I think. Uh, pulling together something like a demo or big beat for the VGAs is an enormous amount of work and would cause challenges with current milestones of the holidays. Mm. I know it's hard to wait, but the team is going to make the most of this extra time and we want to make sure we can put our best foot forward and commit to greater transparency and dialogue on the road ahead. We'll get there and get the train going again. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> for that. Yeah. It's interesting that we start this journey together. It sounds like it seems like the strip is back big... to bare bones and then just mm. writing it again. Yeah, that just suggests there's a massive overhaul. I mean, I think I mentioned, mentioned that on the last podcast, but yeah. Well, they did it say they were like... going through every facet of the game, so mm. yeah. So we'll see how that pans out, I guess. Mm. Yeah, hopefully, good because um, uh, I'd like to see a new well, I'd like to see a Halo game that's good again, unfortunately. The only thing we've had one since Reach. Yeah, I, I went to find a five. So, no. no, I mean I'm not played four or five, but the, uh, I mean the the I suppose the the noise that was made around them when they came out were, wasn't positive. So, right, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has become the biggest Assassin's Creed game launch in history. Mm. Probably surprising based on the current situation. People want to play the games, don't they? So yeah, yeah. It sold yeah, more no. units. It sold more units in the first week than any other Assassin's Creed game. And it was the biggest PC launch of any Ubisoft game. Wow. Impressed. Yeah. Mm. I'll wait till it's a tenor to play. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's, you know, it's PS5, you know, I'm going to be waiting a year anyway. It might come down in price anyway. Yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. Actually, no. Next generation. Nah, I probably won't do actually. Still soft. <laughs> and it's Ubisoft. They'll have like a, a 90 quid gold edition or something. something oh, yeah. Like With the season pass and everything. You know, they always have like four different versions of every game. You forgot about the 120 quid Viking edition. Oh, there we, there we go. Make that five editions then. Oh, get Thor's DLC. I don't know. DLC I don't know. That's, I'm assuming like that because I remember when. Um... Odyssey prob- came out. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> they always have one with a statue in or something. Yeah. Got to have Any something news? tangible, otherwise it's not worth it. Um, did anybody hear about the uh, Amazon driver stealing the PS5? Um, there's been a few, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this is probably... There's, there's quite a few. About there's, there's been... There's, it's not just Amazon. There've been no, like just... drivers that have swapped cat food out with PS5s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've heard about that, yeah. Should, shouldn't laugh, but... It's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you want to to you, that's the thing. The one it? that I'm talking about in particular is this CCTV footage of, I quote, somebody taking a PlayStation size box um, from the back of the van and putting it into the front of the van. Um, and basically, this that's person nice. went to the Amazon depot and the driver's now been sacked um, for stealing the um, the PS5. Um, this is, well, generally this is an horrible thing to say, but the launch day where the person was supposed to get the, um, PS5, Mm. it was her son's 16th birthday. So he missed out on it on his birthday and that made me laugh. (laughs) Such a nice (sighs) human being you are. If if I can't have it, neither can they. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, that was a. A heartwarming story of somebody that didn't get the PS5 on the birthday. Heartwarming. Has anybody heard about um, people emulating PS2 on uh, the Xbox Series S? No. No, no. Yeah, so um, gamers are turning the Xbox Series X and S into emulation machines. Um, in particular the S version, because of how cheap it is. And it can run PS2 games really well. I think that's quite funny, because it's running PS2 games before the PS5 can. Um, <laughs> so um, at the minute, gamers are trying to get other consoles to work on it, like GameCube, uh, anything that generation backwards. So, um, yeah, could see in a few, well, in a couple of years' time that that's going to be the emulation machine of choice. I would laugh if they got the Series S to to emulate a PS3 games before PlayStation 5, because that would be like the ultimate insult. Yeah, I don't think it would, because I don't I don't think any machine can do it now, unless you had a well, PS3. Well, they had that. Well, they had that cell pro- processor, didn't they? So it, it's always yeah. difficult to emulate PS3 games, though most of them did actually use it. Um, so really? it could probably do some, yeah, because earlier on it's like games like Oblivion looked better on the um, Xbox because um, that cell processor couldn't be utilised. So it loaded better and ran better on the Xbox 360 rather than the PS3, mm. even though the PS3 were more powerful. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've, I've only got um, one other piece of news, which um, I'm sure would interest most of us. Um HBO have come out and greenlit a Last Last of Us TV series. Um, oh, nice! 
So yeah, they're going they, ahead with it. Yeah, because there was this was originally announced quite a while ago, wasn't it? But they've actually got the full go ahead now, haven't they? Yeah, no, they've got like here you go, here's here's the money. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've got pretty much no details over there. I think the Ryers. Um, yeah, there's no casting. it's going to be. Yeah, there's been no casting. Um, I don't know if there's been any production either, but I think they've they've kind of come out and said it. We will pretty much um, go over the story from the first game with some crossover from the second game as well, with also original scenes made for it. So, I'm sure, we'll all look forward to that. Oh, uh, I wonder how how big that will be though. Like if. Trying to cross over to, I suppose, a, a broader audience. Would people be interested in that sort of story? I think people enjoy um, relationship-building storylines. So I can see if they... Well, if it's going to be like a play on the first one or whether it's going to be its own story. Well, we, we don't know yet, do we? Do you think he'll go over the same themes as, as what it was? Because obviously the first game has like a... Um, a lot of dark undertones. Well, yeah, a lot of dark undertones. Um, I mean, yeah, the bit from the game that always comes to my mind is is um, the alien. Um, oh, what's David? his name? David, David. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, what would that look on TV? Would it? I think about a bit eighteen-ish, eighteen plus. I would have thought the season would have been that anyway. Yeah, for the gore that's in there. True. No, that's true. And when you look at what's in The Last of Us Part Two, the, as well, in terms of what you see. Yeah. No, I, I suppose I suppose that's probably my my ultimate question. Like, will it will he keep the I suppose the eighteen kind of rated content that was in the games for the series, or would they try and broaden it out, maybe tone it down a bit to try and get more get a wider content? audience. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want them to do it. I'd want them to go, if they're going to do it, do it full. Yeah. Not No, like, 12 or 15 rubbish. Yeah. If you're going to tell the story, tell it. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to disappoint the fans who actually played it, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. Fair enough. I think I'd agree with you guys as well. Like, I can't wait to see, like, the first, um, the first look of a live-action clicker. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, terrifying as well. If they if they do it right, right. Shall we move on? On December the tenth, it's the Game Awards. Yeah. Mm. So Jeff Keighley comes out of his box for his, his one big night of the <laughs> one big night of the, of the year. He gets Game off Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm announcing PS5 pre-orders the next day. It's less said about that. But, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, the Game Awards. Uh, we've decided that we're going to try and predict them. Yeah, probably, probably terrible. Big brain time. Let's, well, let's let's give it a shot either way. Ooh, should be fun. So there's, oh, I, I don't know how many categories there are, but there's I, about I think, there's a lot. I think it's about something. Yeah, it's about thirty in total. But we've got we yeah, we we've, we've left some out deliberately because we are not esports people. Yes, we've cut out the esports segment. So yeah, I think that was about six we, awards there. We just kept the actual <laughs> interesting ones. Yeah. Also, as a caveat. We will have some guesses in there for um, pretty much all of them. Certain certain all of them going to be guesses, aren't they? <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to start with best game direction. So the nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life Alex, 
and The Last of Us Part 2. What we got? The Last of Us Part 2. I went with Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh. Uh, I've gone Last of Us Part 2. Uh, best narrative. So what, 13 Sentinels, Age Rim. Don't know if you pronounced that right. Aegis, I think. There we go. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part 2. Last the Last of Us Part 2, again. <laughs> no, I'm going for The Last of Us Part 2 on this one. I mean, I think it'd be hard-pressed if that doesn't win. I'm surprised if that didn't win. Really Spoiler alert, for the next few, it's going to be quite Last of Us Part 2 heavy, but... <laughs> Well, we'll see. Well, it's, it's, it's a big game, so, you know. Mm. Right, best art direction. So, we've got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two. I've gone for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I've gone for Hades. Ooh. Ooh. I was thinking Hades, because it is a really... It is... Our style-wise, it's, it's really nice. It's had, like it. of, it's had a lot of positivity in it. Best score and music. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us Part see, 2. See, there's some recurring. It's going to be recurring from, uh, <laughs> from Nathan, at least, I think. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I, I've, gone for, I've gone for Last of Us Part 2 as well. I went for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, you do love the music in that game. I played so it. To be to be fair, I, I think when I played it earlier this year, I don't think any any other game music wise really moved me um, the way Final Fantasy did. So I I think it, it it's got a good chance this one. Although I, I was I was umming and ahhing with Doom Eternal because I know Doom Eternal's music really rocks with the uh, yeah. with the gameplay as well. Like really just like beat for beat, really good yeah. stuff. Best audio design. So that. Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. Please refer to my previous comment. <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2. I really want Resident Evil 3, uh, just because it's the only thing that's been nominated for. Uh, but I've gone for The Last of Us Part 2 on this one. I've gone for Half-Life Alex. Ooh. Just thinking because that's VR, so mm. audio might play a big part in that. No, it could do, actually. It's... um. Take nothing away from Last of Us Part 2. It's got a great design in it. So. Either way. Uh, best performance. So we've got Ashley Johnson as Ellie in Last of Us Part 2. Laura mm-hmm. Bailey is Abby in Last of Us Part 2. Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades. Naji Jita as Miles Morales. I think that does make sense. Mm-hmm. In Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm. I've gone with Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Where'd you go for, Mark? I went for Laura Bailey as Abby. I also went with Laura Bailey as Abby. I think her performance is just, I don't know. It's Well, the well, thing is, it's Laura Bailey. <laughs> yeah. And I think together with all the, well, let's just say the crap she had to take on live. Some yeah. Things. I mean, I don't want that. I think, it, I think it'd be a good kick in the teeth if she won. It would <laughs> so, be nice, yeah. And I think. I think she's earned it. I mean, I, I think she's it's yeah. terrific. Well, so. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, games for impact. Mm. So there's If Found, Kentucky Roots Zero, Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. I'd say not, I don't really know any of those. Uh, me too. I've well, just gone with I've Tell Me Why time. as a guess. Yeah. 
that's what I've come up with because that's the other one I've really heard of. I yeah, I think I uh, I've heard of some of them, but I went for Tell Me Why um, purely for the um, for the transgender uh, protagonist. I think it's um, it's probably some of this like massive in gaming. So. Yeah, yeah. Right, best ongoing game: Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Mm. For me, I've gone Fortnite with this for this one. It just keeps on ticking over and getting bigger. Fair enough. I've gone for Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Not a bad choice. We'll see why. Uh, I went with No Man's Sky. It has really grown um, since its release. I'll agree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I th- yeah, I, I think for the love stick that it got for when it first released, rightly or wrongly, um, rightly. I'll on that one. As much as Nathan will uh, make his opinion on. Um. <laughs> I, I, I'm in agreement, to be honest. I don't think it was very good. And, uh, to be honest, I never understood why people were excited with it, to begin with. Because when I first saw the like, very first trailer, I was like, well, there's, there's a lot of stuff in this. People got really excited about it. But anyway, that's in the story. Yeah. It's, it has, it's, it's got better. It's, yeah, it's just it's massively grown since it's come out. So I think it's uh, that's, that's a good thing for the developers. Uh, best indie game. So mm. we've got Carrion, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Right, I'm going to premise this by saying if we don't all pick the same one, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, I've gone for Fall Guys. Go on, Matt. You're going to let me down, aren't you, Matt? I know it. I'm not going to let you down, because I've gone for Fall Guys as well. But I'm now kind of torn to, to change that, but I'll, I'll keep it for now. <laughs> well, I'm going to What, what were you just... thinking? I'm going to just I was thinking to go with Hades. I've got Hades. I was torn between four guys and Hades. I think. Well, you made a choice. No, you? well, I've made a choice <laughs> now, so I can't can't choose. You never it. know. You never know. It might do it. I think. Best mobile game. Best mobile game. <laughs> Among Us. Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't really play mobile games anyway. Uh, yeah. Among Us. Call of Duty Mobile. Genshin. Legends of Runeterra. Pokemon Cafe Mix. Going for Among Us. Same here. Among Us. It's just uh, uh, sing culture right now. It's the in thing, isn't it? Hmm. I went for Genshin Impact. Okay. Well, okay. Because um, when that came out, it was the in thing as well. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's also on. Um, so it's also on consoles and PC. So it's it's linked between mobile and PC. But it's a massive, it's a massive game actually. Uh, I've played a little bit of it. It's uh, it's almost M- uh, MMO esque, but you play it like it's Breath of the Wild. Mm. It's not bad actually. It's, it's not bad. I've just had a thought. Do you know we're doing all these? Um, What's it called? Predictions. Predictions. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what we should do um, in the next podcast is see who gets the most right. Well, I think that was, was the, the end. Oh, that, that was the plan, wasn't it? Oh, was it? The end, All right. it? I thought we were just doing <laughs> we're it. We're not guessing. Just like, yeah, we should not be saying anything next time. Right, okay. That's fine. You don't win anything. <laughs> you get your honour. That's what you get. Nah, I don't want that. Don't pay the bills, is it? Uh, best community support. So the Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. I've gone with Fall Guys. I've gone for Fall Guys as well. Oh, four guys. They have good Twitter game. Yeah. 
top okay. top Twitter game. Best VR slash AR. Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. I was torn in this one. Oh, Me too. There was, there was two that I was torn between. Do you want to kick us off, Matt? I think it's a clear choice. I think it's Half-Life Alex. That's what I went with, but I was also torn with Walking Dead. No. Walking Dead 1 is really good. Um, it's probably like the best Walking Dead game. <laughs> Outside of the but, Telltale games. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I went with Half-Life as well. I went with Iron Man VR because it's living the dream. That's yeah, exactly. it. I want to be yeah. Iron Man. You want to be Iron Man? I am Robert Downey Jr. Uh, this next category is one that was. This is the first. This is the first ceremony it's been introduced, and that's the innovation in access. In, uh, innovation <laughs> in accessibility. So we had Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, uh, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. I was split between two. I was split between Grounded and The Last of Us Part Two, but I think The Last of Us Part Two edges it. Because it has so much in terms of accessibility for um, deaf-blind people, um, That's so yeah, yeah. pretty much my choice as well. They, um, they put the, so the amount of effort they put in for the accessibility um, is um, ridiculous compared to everyone else. So. Best action game: Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. I've gone for Hades. Ooh. Just because I've because it's had so much positivity. <laughs> no, no, I can see, it. I can see it. It's um, it. I mean, for a lot of people, it's their game of the year. So it's basically, that's that's the opinion. The only ones where it won't come across the last was part two. So yes, <laughs> I think that's what's <laughs> it happened. doesn't I'm come with. across it right, compared. Um, for Doom Eternal. I also went for Doom Eternal. I think. Okay. I think that was. Uh, I think it. I think if Doom Eternal didn't come out this year, I probably would have gone for Hades as well. But something about Doom when it came out, everyone was massive on it. So, best action adventure: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, that's my guy. <sighs> For some reason, action adventure. I didn't agree that The Last of Us Part Two should have been in it. Why? What category would that be? I don't know. It it still feels like more of a horror game to me. It's interesting. They don't have a category for that. Hmm. That's because it's not me that come out. Is it? Let's be honest. The way I categorise horror games is games where you've not got as much control over your environment. So how do you explain Resident Evil? You don't have as much control over your environment. Like actually, everything, everything's really scares. Uh, scarce. Yeah, I mean, Nemesis is a scary dude. Oh, I want to want to meet him in an alley. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I've gone for something quite maybe peculiar, but I actually think it should deserve it, even though I've not played much of it. Uh, I went with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. I think uh, I think it was an excellent game. Maybe it's probably a little bit of a shadow from what's also in this category, but I feel like on merit, it's, uh, it's, it's it did really well with what it did, and it's currently the best Star Wars game <laughs> probably out. <laughs> it's uh, not. 
Best role-playing nice game. Republic. Best role-playing game. So Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, uh, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. I've gone for Final Fantasy VII. Same here. I also went Final Fantasy VII Remake. Although, I was a little torn with Persona 5 Royal. Because mm. I know how big Persona 5 is. But I didn't play it, so... <laughs> Go what you know. Uh, yep. Best fighting game. Now, I to be honest, I didn't type. This was potluck. This was potluck for me. <laughs> this is probably my uh, weakest one. <laughs> so, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition, uh, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, One Punch Man, a hero with nobody knows, and Under Night in Birth X Late CTLR. I, I, what? That's just a weird title. But whatever. Poor Sight's Armour. Nobody knows him. Anyway. I've gone for, I've gone for Mortal Kombat, but potluck. I've it's gone for Mortal Kombat as well. Because of the Kombat. gore and the guts and the claws and stuff. The claws. <laughs> like the best family game. So Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario, the Origami King. I've gone for Animal Crossing. I've gone for Animal Crossing. I went for Fall Guys. No, it's a, it's a decent show. Mm. I mean, it's family. To be, to be fair, um, I was torn between that, Animal Crossing, and Crash Bandicoot. Because I think Crash Bandicoot is... I mean, the fourth one, from what I've heard, is brilliant. It's, uh, it's a good new addition to the series yeah animal crossing obviously just blew up back in march at a time where like i think everyone needed it <laughs> uh this year at least so i can see why a lot of people um would choose that as their well probably even their game of the year maybe because of how many hours probably a lot of people point to that but i don't know i've not played it so when the fall goes okay best sim strategy so crusader kings 3 Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. Flight Simulator. Yeah, I've gone for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, Flight Simulator. It looks fantastic. Been able to fly the entire world. That's just mind-blowing. I, I actually bought it on Steam. Oh, really? And then it wouldn't install correctly. So I had to get oh. it. <laughs> I was Because so, I, I was really looking forward to that. Mm. I, I, I mean said before you know my love of simulations that kind of thing so i was That's so excited to play that well you've seen it's they're, they're um they're doing a big update in january they saw best in the uk like they're gonna add a lot more like airports and like really detail out um so it'll be flight simulator horizon 4 <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna fly a plane straight into my house well, That's gonna be it's brilliant. going to the xbox so That's it's another reason to get a series x Yep. Yes, I am looking forward to that one when I get to play it. But yeah, that's my choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, best sports or racing game? So we've got Dirt 5, F1 2020, NBA 2K21, FIFA 21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Go on, Mark. I know you're dying for it. <laughs> Tony Hawk's. It's, it's Tony Hawk's. If that doesn't win, I riot. <laughs> what are you going for, Nathan? I've gone for FIFA 21. I always make a joke that I picked a FIFA 21, but now that you've actually picked it, I can't really. It's, that's sad to me. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, I went for Tony Oaks Pro Scale 1 and 2 just because it is a brilliant remake. And other than that, I could see F1 2020. And mm. I think that'll be that's, that's Yeah, that's because I think that one last that one last year I think that got the sports one for 2019 I think if he wins though I will yeah. just die um, for what it's worth I, if I'd have played Tony Hawk Pro Skate 1 and 2 I'm sure I would have picked that because I do love the originals and FIFA is stale um, but uh, yeah. actually the worst one to win there would be NBA so yeah oh, definitely no, yeah. the controversy around microtransactions win We'll have none of that, please. Uh, best multiplayer. So Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. I've got the Fall Guys. Yeah, I conquer Fall Guys. I uh, concur twice on Fall Guys. To me, it was either that or maybe Among Us. But... Yeah, yeah it's going to be one of the two. I, I mean, my... This is just a little nitpick. My argument with Among Us being in this is that it didn't come out this year. It was actually like, I think it's like a two-year-old game, but it just got popular this year. Mm. I don't like that, but I'm not the one who made the awards. So. That's it. Infiltrate. But is, the, but is this is this for the mobile version? Is that newer? I don't know. To be fair, I don't know really. about the mobile. The mobile might have come out this year. If it is, then all right, fair play. <laughs> I know we've not gone for it anyway, so. No. <laughs> uh, best best debut game. So we've got Carry On, Carry. Mortal Shell. Is that Raj? There's Raji. Raji and Ancient Epic. I'm assuming. Rocky and Phasmophobia. I don't know anything that you just said, but I've gone for Mortal Shell. Not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. That's like a um, like a steampunk take on Dark Souls, if I recall. Okay. I've gone for Phasmophobia. I know that's becoming very popular now, and I've watched quite a few people streaming it. I also went for Phasmophobia because I play it, and it's pretty good, even though it scares the poo out of my pants. Content Creator of the Year. I'll be honest, there's only one of these people I've heard of. Uh, There's Alana Pierce, Jay and Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and (laughs) Valkyrie. Bob. It's in the tap, man. <laughs> hey, that's his nickname. Oh, yeah. Oh. The, on, the only one I've heard of is Alana Pierce. But I've, I've only picked her because that's the only one I've heard of. <laughs> Whether they've created anything, I don't know. Go on, Ness, what would you get? I, just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I don't know any of these. Category. I don't know who these people are. Initially, I went for Jay Ann Lopez, but I've got to go for Tim the Tap. Tim the Tap. <laughs> The only two that I know is Alana Pierce and um, Timothy Bethar, as his as his name is Tim the Tatman. Um, I know I know Tim. It it does a lot of like gameplay and stuff. I know it became big because on Twitter he did a lot of streaming of Fall Guys, and he was the one who the content, not content, the community manager Fall Guys kept on picking on for not winning the crown. Like, he just couldn't win a crown on stream for ages, and then he finally won it. So it, it got massive on, on Twitter. I saw it. It was just like everyone was talking about it. Um, but I've gone for Alana Pierce as well, because one, I've heard of her, and two, um, she did a lot of uh, charity work this year. She did a lot of stuff. 
And for why? No, actually, she's got a new job. She actually works at um, Santa Monica Studios as a yeah, junior writer. Writing, like mm. yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's she's writing the next God of War. Oh, well, that brings us on. To that brings us nicely. Yeah. yeah. So most, 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 most game. Uh, okay, so we've got Elden Ring, uh, the God of War sequel, Halo Infinite, Horizon Forbidden West, Resident Evil Village, and the Breath of the Wild sequel. Mm. This was a tough one because I was split between God of War, um, Halo Infinite, and Breath of the, the Breath of the Wild sequel. Um, but I had to go for God of War. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this is more. This is probably the closest to I've had to a personal choice. Mm. Well, apart from the Tony Hawk's one. But, but yeah, God of War sequel. Yeah. Just want to look down that list. I mean, Halo Infinite, I don't think many people might choose that now. <laughs> no, well, we it, don't know it, what it's it going to be yet. If it was originally coming out next year anyway. But, <laughs> but it's interesting that Breath of the Wild sequel is on that. Is that has that been confirmed to be coming up next year? Yeah. How is it? Well, I don't think next year, but it's just most anticipated game. They didn't say yeah. it for Well, next yeah, year. true, 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 true. Uh, but yeah, got a wall for me. Um, my personal choice was torn between Resident Evil Village and Breath of the Wild. My, I think this is going to win choice is God of War. So that's tactical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm looking forward more to Breath of the Wild and Resident Evil because I've played the previous games and I've not played the new God of War yet, so I can't say I'm looking forward to it. But I know how massive it is, so tactically I have to go for God of War. Fair deals. Well, that brings us on. That brings us on to the biggie. The big so, one. Game of the year. So we've got Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Right. So for me, it's got to be the game that we did a special on. And we spent two hours, over two hours, talking about. Two and, uh, half, two and a half hours, The Last of Us Part 2. And if anyone wants to listen to that, it's on Podbean. Yeah, I've got to go for The Last of Us Part 2 with this. I can't, I can't see anything else winning. I feel like you made that choice, Nathan, just as like an advert for us, really. It's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not really the one you wanted to go with, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's only one choice for me. It's got to be The Last of Us Part 2, I think. I mean, I have to say, look, on, sorry. I was just going to say, looking back on all, all of these, I'm disappointed that I've not chose Ghost of Tsushima for anything, because mm. I really didn't love that game. And I think if Last of Us hadn't been out this year, I think that could have been a, a real winner in some of these categories. Yeah, it's, it's just like- a shame they got paired with The Last of Us in a lot of categories. And I think it did so many things so well. Unfortunately, it's had to fall by the wayside. Like second fiddle, yeah. Mm. Even I've played right. Ghost of Tsushima for something. I've not even played it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. them's the breaks. It's just what it comes up against, isn't it? But who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it will have win something. Who knows? But these are only predictions. Well, aren't well I said, did he? Um, who were the winners in the the Golden Joystick that went by recently? So yeah, the the Golden Joystick Awards happened. Uh, they took place twenty fourth of November, and the these are just some of the winners. So. Best storytelling was won by Last of Us Part 2. That's my guess. Best multiplayer game was Four Guys. 
Best Visual Design and Last of Us. Best Game Expansion, No Man's Sky Origins. Mobile Game of the Year, Lego Builder's Journey. Ooh. Heard of that? Sort of heard of it. Uh, Best Audio, The Last of Us Part 2. Best Indie Games, Hades. Uh, I really want to change my choice. (laughs) The Still Playing Award. So that'll be like the ongoing... Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, that was won by Minecraft. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah, because they've got Dungeons out as an expansion. So. Uh, Studio of the Year, Naughty Dog. Best Family Game, Fall Guys. Best Gaming Community, Minecraft. Best. This was an interesting one. Best Performer, Sandra Sard as Kamala Khan in Marvel's Avengers. Ah. I was actually surprised she wasn't in this one for the Game Awards, because I think she did a, uh, an amazing job in, in, the, in the Avengers. Like she, she makes that game for me. Like the, at least the campaign. Like she was brilliant. Unfortunately, everything else not. But uh, breakthrough award was in a sloth for Among Us. Uh, outstanding contribution just says the gaming industry. Oh, I think this is where they awarded just like the gaming industry is like like this year has been difficult. So we're just gonna give it everyone. <laughs> PC game of the year was won by Death Stranding because that was released this past year. Mm, uh, I was surprised by. Best Gaming Hardware, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080. PlayStation Game of the Year, Last of Us Part 2. Xbox Game of the Year, Obby and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, I'd be on that. Yeah. It's just, this, that's a game I really wish I'd played before last podcast. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Game of the Year, Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing, New Horizons. Uh, Most Wanted Award, God of, God of War. Sequel. Critics' Choice Award, Hades. Mm-hmm. And finally, the ultimate ultimate game of the year, The Last of Us Part Two. Ball guys, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's all the uh, award talk. Yeah, I believe you. I believe you can go and make your own choices for the game awards on the website. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a public choice one. So, um, so you go there before December tenth. I think it runs. I think it's up until the day before the night. So I think it's final day is the ninth that you can submit your choices mm-hmm. so go do that look at the video game yep. uh, video game awards website google it you'll find it right should we move on to something slightly different a, 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 a little discussion yeah you've brought a topic for us haven't you nathan what, what i have yeah um so i'd like to talk about um scalpers and that, what are our mm. thoughts on scalpers um so all this has come about because um i think all over the world but especially for us in the uk um, we found it very difficult to get our hands on the new consoles, um, the Series X and the PS5. We we hear it more with the PS5. Basically, we've got like scalping companies buying up thousands of consoles and doubling up the price on them. And uh, yeah, I just want to know your opinion on it. Are you like, oh, it's free market. People can buy as many as they want. And if people want to pay that much, it's supply and demand. Or are you under the guise that them these people have bought more than their fair share and somebody else could have had that console and they've not got it now? So people are forced to have to pay these outlandish prices to well, get what they want. Well, the thing is, it's not, it's not the fact that they've bought multiple consoles. It's the manner in which they do it. Mm. It's the whole mm. bot aspect. So yeah. other, people, other people don't yeah, even get no. a chance to buy consoles. That's the thing. That's the point of the problem. Mm-hmm. If you want to go and... You know, sit with your computers, buying these things individually, one by one. 
if you want to try and hoover them up by that method, fair play to you. If, you, if you've got time and you've got the money to do that sort of stuff, then mm-hmm. fair play. But when you've got bots taking well, the side. massive yeah. stock in literally seconds and nobody else even has a chance, any normal consumer, then yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too far, I'm afraid. Uh, something needs to be done to stop this. And a lot of people seem to be like blaming Sony and Microsoft for this. And it's, it's not their fault, it's, it's the retailers who need to be doing more to stop this. Yeah, that's it. It needs to be implementing more ways to prevent this. So it could be for things like, um, well, uh, interesting. I listened to um, an interview with Phil Spencer, and he said that he believes that this current model is outdated. This pre-order model mm-hmm. system, and he suggested that what we should what should happen probably from now on is that you could put a po- deposit down on your console, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you're guaranteed so you can reserve a console with a guaranteed delivery date now that might not be the release date but it'll be like your console will be produced be made manufactured on this date yeah. and you will receive it be with date. you mm. right so everybody will be able to do that and they'll have a date yeah. for when they're going to get the console yeah. and you yeah. and you put a, and you, yeah and you put a deposit down and there you go that's i think that's one way of solving it mm. but then i think sony did say that you should, the when they when they did their last, you know, bulk sales, they said to try and to limit it to one sale per customer. I'm not sure that quite happened from some retailers, or it wasn't implemented very well, or mm. something, or whether these scalpers can get. I mean, if they've got they if they've got like bots buying them up using different IP addresses, so it shows that you're in a different location, then it's easily done. Mm. Mm. It's it's, it's the whole pandemic has made it so easy because obviously a lot of people just go to the stores, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. The, people yeah, were yeah. outside for days. Yeah, that's it. Because everything's online now and nobody can go to stores to go and buy their consoles. Um, so it's just, it's just, just so makes it that much more difficult. Yeah. You, you, you can yeah. manipulate so much mm. online. Did you hear about the scalping ring? Um, they've got about three and a half thousand consoles. Yeah. Um, so they did the i'd like this subscription service where you could subscribe to getting a certain amount of consoles in i think it was from like 40 pounds to 200 or something like that and you and you put your money in to get a certain amount of consoles that these this company would procure for you and then you can then just sell them on whenever you want at whatever you want um recently the head of that company came out and said but basically trying to justify why they've done what they've done is that um, these people that are making the money off the consoles might not have been able to buy gifts for their kids at Christmas. But now, because of the extra money they're making, they can buy gifts for Christmas. But um, by taking everyone else's money. Yeah. yeah. By charging <laughs> everyone, out everyone else's yeah. gifts. What? Nonsense. Yeah. Absolute nonsense. That's Silly. how they've tried to justify it. And I think it's absolute rubbish. I wish we could use like harsher words, but it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. it's a child-friendly. Family-friendly. But- <laughs> how do you go around stopping this nicely? Be harsher with people that are scalping on Facebook. Contact Facebook and the selling websites and just say, if it's this uh, this much over SMRP, block the sales. Honestly, I think they should be taken off of eBay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Just for, for I think it's the distribution Sorry. websites that need to do something. Or Sony and, and Microsoft need to be liaising with these companies like Facebook um, Spark, I think, eBay, 
to I, sort this I out. Think, I think Sony and Microsoft need to liaise with each other as well. Yeah. Because I, th- I think it's a problem mm. for both. And yeah. I think it's, it has become a wall on these scalpers now, hasn't it? So it's going to keep happening. So I think they've got to come together and put, put their might behind trying to prevent this. Because there's a lot of consumers out there who've gone without. When I think if it wasn't for these scalpers, I think, I mean, I know there still would have been issues, but mm. it wouldn't be half an amount of mm. lack of consoles. Because, yeah. as I said, they've been going in seconds. Like, literally seconds, because these bots have just automatically done it. Bought them all up, yeah. I think the main part of this is, I think, as you touched on at the start of it, is it's the method of how they've done it is what really needs to be looked at. Like, what can we do about, or what can retailers do about bots just buying up thousands of consoles in stock um, in just in seconds? Like, I feel like um, with stuff like this, when there's new consoles or or anything that's obviously got a massive buzz around it, there needs to, I don't know if, if one way of doing it is to have a limit on how many you can buy. I feel like, I feel like you should be able to buy as many as you as what you can afford. I think that should be fine. I think anyone should be allowed to do that. It's it's more or less how oh. do you then recognise an account that's gone on to do it is essentially a, a digital, I suppose a digital being that's doing this for you mm-hmm. rather than an actual human. Well, maybe due to supplies, obviously due to the, this first year. Maybe for like the first year they could have said you can only have one. Yeah. And then thereafter, you can buy all these. I think that would have been fair, yeah. Because I think I think they knew going into this as they were launched, there was going to be a, an infinite amount that um, they'd only made, especially due to um, the pandemic that were in. They didn't make as many as what they probably hoped they would. So I think initially they should have gone right. Maybe maybe two maximum. Um, everyone per IP address can maybe afford. Uh, well, not afford, but order. I don't know, it's it's a difficult one to to look at and come up with a a solution, a real solution, yeah, a real solution <laughs> yeah. on how. Because I mean, I I would well, I would imagine if you if you buying stuff, they would have the whole like recapture um, method as well to like sign in and yeah, or maybe have that to like right if you're ordering these, you need to confirm that you're you know, you're a human being. Maybe they could have implemented that potentially on every purchase. So something like if when you're just about to order, the, your webcam turns on, you've got to take a picture of yourself. And if it's human looking, then it places the order. Human looking. Yeah. I can imagine most of these scalpers that are doing the orders, it just takes a quick capture. Oh, well, he's naked. <laughs> it's just like you see some of these images of the internet, like on Twitter and things like that. It's just like so depressing. It's like I'm looking at an image here where it's just like someone's just piled up 43 PS5s. Yeah. And it's just, it's like a mix one of, of the, One uh, of them could have been mine. Yeah, it's, it's just like, how many. It's just, it's so, it's just. Just makes you angry. Sad. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's greed, that's all it is. That's it, it's just money. It's like, how many how many happy families at Christmas could that have? 42. 43. Plus the person that got yeah. the PS5. Um, no, 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 no. The person who's who's bought them, he's, he don't want for himself. Clearly, he's going to sell them all. He's spent money. It's 43. One's got my name on it. <laughs> it's 42 it's, then. It's, it's oh, not, yeah, it's 42 now. <laughs> it's, it's not on and it's got to stop. Yeah. yeah. Someone's got to be done. There's no way this can carry on. 
because nobody because the thing is this will happen every single time done every time they announce or stock this is going to happen yeah definitely until we start going back to shops i can't see anybody being able to get one mm. anytime soon the only other thing is that sony and microsoft flood the market with consoles so there's no way it's worth it to people to um to scalp them but then sure, it's more consoles just means more stock for them though but there's only a certain amount of money you're going to spend on them as an investment if retailers can't sort it out then i'll just sell them all directly well why not i mean you can order from their websites if you want to get because clearly yeah, retailers can't console. clearly retailers can't do it right by the looks of it you know we said them at the wrong time yeah before anyone's even ready that was terrible clearly not they don't do it enough I, 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 a number of times i tried to buy ones from game where i was logged in well before so like two hours before the, the time that was supposed to be online mm-hmm. and then suddenly i was logged in and then it just it just put me in a queue you have to wait over an hour. I'm like, I was already logged in, and now yeah. you're putting me in a queue. It's crazy. It's just terrible. Well, yeah, I think um, I think just to round it off, I think there needs to be a, a conservative effort between the gaming industry itself, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, or everybody, um, and the retailers, and the retail, yeah. in order to combat this from happening. Because all it's doing is annoying gamers, really, people who want to get these consoles and want to play the games. Does anybody actually care? That's 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 my thought. Because well, in the end, at a higher level, selling. they're getting that's the money, aren't they? So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but retailers are getting the money, so they're not going to. They could keep saying players or whatever you want, but for the scalpers, it's not, should change it's not it. Going, it's not going <laughs> to play, is it? That's the thing. Mm. No, some has to be done. I don't know how. So it goes. Anyway, should we move on to spells? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all playing. playing. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Dave and Jinx touch wood. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Go on, Mark. Do you want to kick us right. off? Yeah. Right. I've, I've, to be honest, I've not really played all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a, li- a little bit more of Train Simple too. Uh, so I'm, I'm still on the Bakerloo line on the underground, but I'm in the overground bit now. So, you know, when it comes out of the city, he, yeah. it's a bit overground, isn't it? Oh, yeah. uh, so there was one where I had to go from a station to another station. It was quite a short journey. But then I had to take the train back to the depot. Mm-hmm. So when I reached that station, I had to go to the other end and then drive it back to the depot. Now on this one, it was I was I, because I was taking it back to the depot. I wasn't stopping at any stations, but there was signals along the whole line. So right. like every every signal is like a red light. So you have to stop at each one, wait a few seconds, and then it'll let you go. <laughs> and the thing about this, so you know how I mentioned in the last one where I overshot the stations quite a few mm-hmm. times? Uh-huh. Now, that doesn't penalise you, really, in terms of, you know, game owners or anything like that. But if you overshoot a red signal, mm. even by one yard, <laughs> it's game over. <laughs> wow. And, it's, and, and, you have to re- and you have to restart the whole scenario again. Wow. So I was there, I was coming to a red light, and I was just trickling along. And I literally just went one yard over, and it just went it's in failure. I was just like, oh dear. So it booted me straight back to the beginning. Thankfully, I'd saved it halfway through. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, do the whole that, journey. That's it. Yeah, you, have to, you literally have to do the whole journey from the beginning again. How long do the journeys tend to take? Uh, it, well, it 
depends on the scenario, but uh, on average, I think it's the whole scenario is usually around half an hour each one. Oh, so it's a good, tomorrow. decent chunk of time then. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So if I if I'd failed that, if if I hadn't saved it, I would have probably had to do it like another twenty minutes mm. to get back to where I was. I started another big game. You know, I played Watch Dogs, mm-hmm. uh, Watch Dogs Two, last time. So I moved on to another one, and I moved on to Mafia Three. Oh, very nice. So I played Mafia Two back in the day. Never played the first one. But I really liked Mafia Two. I thought that was great. So Mafia Three is you play as Luke and Clay, and he's a Vietnam War vet who's returned, black protagonist. So and in the, he is in the Deep South. So he's in a place called New Bordeaux which is a fictionalised version of New Orleans. And let's just say he doesn't get treated very well. Now, I've not got too far into it. About three hours. Now, I know this game got... It's, it did receive glowing views. But I have to say, what I've played so far, I'm actually really liking it. It's a lot more mm. cinematic than I thought it was going to be. Mm. It's got a lot like cutscenes and things like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, as I say, I've, I've, I've played a whole lot of that. But mm. we'll see how that goes. And one last game I played. So I like this one. You'll, you'll be good to hear, Nathan. You'll be glad to hear this one. I played Gears of War. Which one? The first one. The first, first one. one. Oh. Mm. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, we're going to have an argument here, Nathan. Uh-oh. <laughs> About who it's loves a, it the most. It's a stupid game, <laughs> Why? I have to say. Stupid? What, wow. What? What is with the difficulty? Why is it so difficult? I don't understand. <laughs> right, I think the issue is between chair and console. What? Controller? No, oh, very funny. No, no. no it's, What's wrong it's, with the controller? It's a difficult game. <laughs> what and difficulty have you got it on? This was on casual. Say easy. Oh. It's, yeah, it's not that difficult. It How is difficult. It's your finish. Right. I'm, let's co-op right. it. Right, I want to see streaming and, co-op between and the, both And the checkpoint system in it is dreadful. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you the checkpoint. I couldn't understand that. Every time I did something, he was like, please give me a checkpoint. Please, checkpoint. Please, 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 please. And then he didn't. (laughs) just went, no, not happening. Yeah. And there was numerous times when I was going to just be done with it. Ooh, this is what you were referring to. There was was a message saying that. There was a a number of times when I was just like, I'm I'm, I'm sick of this. Mm. I just kept dying. It is hard. Right. I mean, I've even looked on the internet, and other people have said the first one is difficult. So it can't have just been me. So there's and other people the... as bad as you, then? <laughs> Shoot your face. Right, 13-year-old Nathan completed I... that on the hardest I... difficulty. I... I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> don't care, Nathan. How how far has the old Nathan fallen now that he plays games on easy difficulties just for the yeah, stuff? that's it. <laughs> and I got to the final boss. Ooh, oh, well... Ram. Ram, yeah, it's a general, yeah, it's general a, Ram. General Ram, isn't it? On the um, on the train. Train. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, so you've oh, so you're doing well then? You've got to end. Yeah, it sounds like you've completed it. But that's when I ended. <laughs> that's oh, so you've not beaten it. Like, he's not completed. No. Right. I couldn't do it. I, All I you was, need to do is just get the boom shot, and then you'll be fine. No, 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 no. I ain't got no quite right what i heard but i i looked on the internet to how to complete this and everyone kept saying oh get the talk ball get the talk ball get the talk ball i didn't have a bleeding talk ball and they weren't one to pick up right why didn't you have top so i couldn't do that so the internet can shut up <laughs> and it's just I, I just i just thought right I'm, I'm i'm not replaying this to go and get a talk ball so i'm just like that's it i'm done and i just watched the rest on the internet i just watched it on youtube 
Fair enough. So as far as I'm concerned, I completed it. Well, <laughs> I got near it. However, however, in terms of its combat and the way it played, mm-hmm. I did like it. Oh, good. Did you enjoy Chainsaw in the grunts? To be honest, I never really did that. Did you well, not? Because I, I, I don't go close to... Because every time I went close to it, anyway, I, I would like pretty much instantly die. So All right. <laughs> I tried to avoid going near any enemies. Yeah. But I like the idea of that. That, when it, when you get into dogfights though, it's good, isn't it? Like the um, the crouching and um... yeah, and the cover aspect and that kind of thing. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did, like, I, did, I did like that. So I would like to play the second one, and I've read I've, I've read that this first one is the most difficult in the series. Mm. So I'm hoping I might have a better experience because I bought the second and third one. I bought I bought the first three like pretty much around the same time. Yeah, because they're on sale or something. So I'd like to play the second one, and hopefully I might have a better experience. But just the difficulty, man. Why? Why, why so difficult? Mm. Anyway. Anyway, that's, that's all. That's all. Are you hard? That's all I've been playing. Go on, Matt. Oh, me? Okay. I've I've not played a lot myself um, since the last, po- uh, last podcast, but I've played one thing a lot more than most things, but I'll, I'll get to that at some point. So... Um, I've been continuing my my football manager career. But actually, you're still I at Plymouth, were you? I'm still at Plymouth. I'm in I'm in League One, and my first I think like five or six games weren't going well because I tried a new formation. I thought, oh well, it's a new league. I'll try a new formation. You know, to try and change it up a bit, and see what happens. And it mm-hmm. weren't working. Um, I've confirmed that Plymouth cannot play. Um, is it again? Pass. A Gigan press. A Gigan press. Yeah. Famous the by style. Uh, the Klopp style. So Sarah Plymouth can't do that. So I went back to formation that I had in League 2 that got me promoted, which is a... I think I do a 424. They call it wing play. So a lot of my... I suppose a lot of my play is based on the wing. I'm doing pretty well there. If I, I started changing around. I've gone up to... I was third at one point. I'm in the playoff positions. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of solidified myself there. But then me and my mate decided to do um, a co-op career together because um, you can do like two managers in like the same, I suppose, game. Oh, so we can manage separate teams. Oh, separate teams. Around yeah, we managed game, separate yeah. teams in the same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start over again. He's gone for Cleethorpe t- Town. <laughs> Big team. In, from what I know is the eighth, eighth division. Yeah. Um, and in the same league as him, I've gone for Sheffield FC. Mm. <laughs> we found that both teams don't have that much money. Uh, <laughs> all no, that good of players. I think I had about 600 quid to, to spend at all. Um, <laughs> and my wage budget's like 1,400 and something, I think. A week? So, buy a couple of girls. A month. A week? No, a week. Yeah, a week. Sorry. And I've already gone over it by buying two two players two like youth players from like Premier League teams that weren't wanted anymore. <laughs> uh I brought them in and immediately were like, this team's S word. I don't know what to go for. Uh <laughs> they want me to bring other players in. I'm like you I can't I've spent all money on you budget. two, you <laughs> greedy buggers. <laughs> yeah. Uh although I might bring two youngsters in on like twenty five quid each. But they get more off at paper round. Twenty five quid a week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so the Wapo Brothers 2 in. We've had an interesting start to the season. I think we're about 
four, five games in so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently sixth, which is good. He's about, I think he's like 11th or 15th, I can't remember. But we, we finished it last night by having our first game against each other. Uh, managing, like, managing our teams against each other. And ended 2-2 after me being 2-0 in the first half. <clears throat> oh, I bottled it. Yeah. I'm starting to find that Sheffield C do do well in the first half and then just completely drop off in the second half. So I've yeah. I've hope we've got like a good lead by the first half. Need to do some stamina training with them. It's hard. Like, um, like I manage Plymouth and we train pretty much every day over then like uh, one day after match is a rest day and there's like train, train, train with like rests in between. Managing Sheffield C, it's like it's like Monday. None of our players are available because they're probably in their part-time job or something. <laughs> Tuesday, I've gone for like training. Yeah. Wednesday, they're back to their job. Thursday, I've gone for training. Friday, Friday, I can't have them again. And then Saturday's like the match day. And then after that, it's like Sunday, Monday. I just don't, I don't get to do anything with them. <laughs> it's so weird. Knackered. Yeah, it's so weird being there. But it's, it's, it's interesting playing in that kind of in that league and seeing what it's like. So. So that was fun. One game I can't discuss until later on, um, but I was happily surprised by it. I, I, I honestly had no interest in it to the point that um, I'll tell you that when it was on PS Plus, I didn't get it. Really? Wow. That's so I spent 12 quid yesterday for it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought 12 it quid well like spent. Deals. It was not. So I paid yeah. 12 quid, but it was a happy 12 quid. I was, I was happily surprised by this game, so I'm happy with it. Um, well, the only other game that I've played that I've played for a long time, according to Nathan's remark the other day, um, <laughs> uh, is The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Mm. So 152 hours in a week. 152 hours, according to Nathan. Uh, <laughs> so I started this midweek this week. I did I did start it, like... When did I start it? I did try playing it. Might have been a year ago actually. I can't. I can't remember when my last save was, but I didn't get too far in it. So I thought, right, I'm gonna give it a proper go because I want. I want to know what like a, a quality CD Project Red game is like before I finally get my hands on Cyberpunk, whenever that's gonna be. Um, and yeah, The Witcher Three is a brutal game. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's infamous for that kind of thing where the choices you make, you think might be for the good of the people and it kind of turns itself on his head and you've actually done something really bad but not for you but for the people you thought you were doing good for yeah <laughs> but it's it's a, it's a really interesting game so far I'm, I'm quite liking it the uh the combat's really good quite like that how you can you can parry and you can dodge and then counter-attack um, and then having two different swords, or so like um, you've got a steel sword, which is for um, human uh, enemies, and then you've got a silver sword for monsters and and spirits and stuff. Um, I like the story so far. Um, it's, it's really I'm trying to think of a word other than interesting because I'm starting to realize I use that word way too much. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to tell you it's a drinking game. Yeah, you'd have to take a drink to him. Take a shot every time Matthew's just interesting. Fascinating. Well, the story's fascinating because, like, I've I've watched the uh, I've watched the Witch series on Netflix, which I think is brilliant, just because of Henry Cavill and his manliness. Um, 
and <laughs> and there's and there's um Yennefer as well who's yeah uh so <laughs> who's yeah yep who's yeah um those eyes anyway uh <laughs> and try to understand it from the series because I've also read I've read the books as well. I read the first. I read the first book, which is the, the first series is all based on, and then I'm, I'm into the second one. But obviously, the games follow on from the books. So trying to like learn everything that's happened in the, from in the story from what I sort of know happens. It is a little bit confusing, but I'm I'm, I'm trying to. I'm I'm getting into it. This was pretty good. Like one quest I did, um, which is a bit heartbreaking well not heartbreaking but i wasn't expecting it um it's like you find this dwarf in in a village and someone set fire to his like his blacksmith and stuff um and he's like you need to find out who it is because i'll pay you and uh the witch is like yeah we love paying so give me money um so like, i found out who it was and like he didn't want to be he didn't want to be brought in, in effect. She was like, well, what are you going to do about it? So I, like, used a spell and was like, right, follow me. Because um, he went behaving. And I was like, right, here's your guy. And then um, these guards come up, and the dwarf's like, right, here's your guy. And, like, they went up and hung him. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I was just going to apologise for her, like, pay to, like, prepare. It's not absolutely... You've got, got, to, uh, got what you deserved. Ah, you've got to live by the conviction of your actions. Yeah. Shouldn't or be. die in this case. Personally, oh, I, really? I, I would have thrown him in the fire. But. <laughs> well, there's, there's, like, the story's a little bit more, um, I suppose, involved in that there were certain actions that were happened for a reason, like why burn it down and why this dwarf's actually really hated in the village. But I was like, I just want, I just want to get paid. I wasn't expecting you to tank this guy, but I'll take the money, you know. And get a blacksmith out of it so you can repair my swords when I need it. <laughs> but no, I, um, I'm I'm really loving it so far, so I'm, uh, I can't wait to get back into it after this pocket. It's a game I need to get on. Mm, it is a massive game. What about you, Nathan? What have you been playing? Yeah, um, so I'll start with what I played, um, well, yesterday. So I decided to change the battery in my PSP. Because basically I had to play it while it, while it was plugged in, otherwise it would just die. So I ordered a battery, replaced it yesterday, as you might see on the Joking Dolphin Instagram page. Um, so I decided to, I was like, right, now I've got battery, because um, it's got like three times the battery that it had before, even when the old battery was new. So I can't, like, oh, it's great, I've got plenty of time battery. now. Power. Yeah. Um, so I decided to play um, Tony Hawk Underground 2 Remix, um mm. for a bit and i thought oh, i'll just play for 10 minutes just to make sure it like holds a charge and it's all okay and i and i were there for a good hour afterwards just playing it still <laughs> and to, i weren't even doing any of the quests or any like talking to people i was just going around the map just doing tricks and skating and Free stuff skating. i was just having a good time yeah it was fantastic it's um yeah it's like um, it feels like <laughs> just the ps1 games did like in terms of the music it's got that vibe um yeah. but just in your hand it was great just loved it just had a really exactly. nice time i, I, had, I had that as well it was a mm. Mm. yeah um other than that um been playing pokemon go on and off 
Um, so yesterday there were some Nidoran tasks. <laughs> and um, basically, if you completed a certain task, like catching a certain amount of Pokemon, transferring a certain amount of Pokemon, you got to have the opportunity to get like a shiny version or a variant of this Pokemon. Um, I ended up getting two females and a male um, shinies. Um, how did you do, can, Matt? Can I just ask a question? Yeah. yeah. What's 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 the difference between the normal one and the shiny one? So a shiny one, it's um, it's a different colour than normal. So ninety nine percent say Pikachu is yellow. We know that, but the shiny. Funnily enough, the shiny version is a bit of a different yellow, but the shiny version could be green, just for argument's sake. So it's just okay. a different colour yep. of the same Pokemon. But does does it produce? Is there no special characteristics? It's no, just, 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 just no. exactly the same. Just yeah, exactly the same. Just shiny. Yeah. So they're just they're, they're normally rarer in, in effect. Yeah. Um, but it's like I've like viewed like five hundred of a certain. I've never had a shiny. But some people could click on two and get two shinies. It's just random as well. Mm. So it's one of the things that keeps you going, other than leveling up, is trying to find these shinies, getting like 100% Pokemon that can be like the strongest and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I got a couple of shinies out of that, so that was good. Uh, the week before, uh, <laughs> as Matt shakes his head, didn't oh, you? Oh wait, get... wait, 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 wait. I uh, how many tasks were there? They were like, were they like? 10 lots in total or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Did you get to the end where you got 25 of each candy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think when I, when I got to that end, I think it was one of the last tasks that gave you like a Pokemon um, encounter one. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting um, the female Nidoran shiny, but that was it. I was like, yeah. waste a, a good hour there. <laughs> um, what I did, um, I think this is a bit of like a little hack. But I um, transferred, do you know, the Miltan boxes that you can get. So if you're on, like, Pokemon Home, I think, mm. uh, or on Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or Pikachu, mm. you can transfer a Pokemon and you'll get a Meltan box that you can open. On oh, the Meltan box. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. yeah so in order for me to get through the tasks faster, mm. I did that so that Pokemon had spawned periodically so I could do it. Oh, I had the um, sense on. Hmm. Well, yeah, I've not got many left, so I thought, no, nah, I'm not, not for that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the week before, it was the oh, Magmar Community Day. Um, so I ended up getting 19 Shinies out of that. So that wasn't too bad. So, yeah, that's that's my Pokemon Go happenings. Bar that, I've got FIFA 21. So I decided to take the plunge and upgrade from FIFA 20 to 21. Um, the only reason that I did that is because it was 30 quid on Amazon on Prime. And um, we did, um, well, this is a bit separate, but we did like a duck race at work. So we like did like a sweepstake. So I got a £10 Amazon voucher. So because of that, I thought, oh, 20 quid, I can get an upgrade and I can upgrade it to P- the PS5 version when eventually one day I'll get for them. So I thought, yeah, I'll 22 buy it. comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, you can actually only upgrade it to the PS5 version before FIFA 22, 22. comes out. So the race is on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've started a career with uh, with my club, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. So if I'm liking the changes that they've made to the career mode. Um, mm. So they've changed the way that you can simulate games. Um, so you can like set certain tactics 
Um, you can like go into the game as well. So if you lose and you think, oh, sod this, I could do better. You can go into the game and play it like midway through simulating. Um, when, you're, when you're simulating it, are you watching the match? No, you're watching like little dots move around the screen and the ball moving a bit like football manager. Um, yeah. So that's, they've, they've really changed it to make it feel a bit more yeah. like football manager, which I kind of like. That's, mm. uh, that's how I've always kind of played my FIFA career mods if, if i ever do like a manager one i'll just i'll simulate the matches because i really want it just to be like football manager just get through it yeah <laughs> yeah um another thing that they've made a bit more football manager-esque is that you can set up development plans for your players so on fifa 20 you've got five slots and you can only train your players once a week and using those five slots now yeah. all of your players get trained and you can select what your players get trained on and the training is done once every two or three days as well Okay. So um, so you, there's that to factor in, and they get tired from it as well. So you think, oh, is this player going to train in this way? Or they're gonna, we're going to keep them so they've got more stamina for later on in the week, for example. Mm. So oh, there's a little bit more... For the actual game. Yeah. yeah. So there's, some, there's a bit more in terms of tactics that come into it. It's oh, the same good. for the first team and in the development squ- squad as well. So if you've got like some young players you brought through from the scouting network, you can set up like development plans for them as well, which I think is nice because on the old FIFA, unless you wanted to actively train them up, they'd be in purgatory and they'd never really move on at all in terms of the stats. So that's uh, that's really cool. In terms of graphics, it looks the same as FIFA 20. So hopefully there'll be a little bit of a boost when we get to PS5, if we get to PS5. But um, yeah, so far um, I like what they've done with it in terms of the um, the career mode strides, and uh, yeah, looking forward to playing more. Oh, good. So shall we get on to the next bit of our journey? Excellent segue there. Uh, so the video game hall of fame. So this is where we take an in-depth look at our game of high quality or historical importance and induct it into our pantheon of games we feel deserve special recognition. Our inducting this episode was released in 2012 for the PS3, developed by That Game Company and Santa Monica Studio, published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It's Journey. How could you describe Journey? Relaxingly beautiful. It's such a it's such a relaxing game as you go through it, like. The art style is so unique as well to me. It's, there's certain mm. bits of it that just flow so well as you're going through. Um, yes, if you've never played it, so basically it's a sort of, shall I say, platformer slash walking simulator? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Closest I can yeah. it. Smart, you play yeah. as a, a robed figure who wakes up in the desert, and basically you go on a journey across the desert, mm. and your aim is to reach the summit of a mountain in the distance. Yeah. Mm. And that's pretty much the plot of the game, really. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it's it, it's all about emotions and feelings, isn't it? Yeah, because mm. I think as you go through, it really depicts the rise and fall of the civilization of the person that you are uh, within the game. Um, and there's also some like mechanical centipede-like enemies that you mm. see through the game. Um, so there's that. Um, there's also a really nice mechanic where every when you go on from one like section to another, you can also be joined by other travellers. Yeah, so um, you might come across one other individual who's playing the game at the same time. Yeah. And there's no yeah, there's no prompts or gamer tags or anything like that. 
Nope. It's just, it's just, there's no it's spoken just, words. You can't yep. communicate. Well, there's that that like whistle kind of thing you can do to shout yeah, like, at people. Yeah, there's yeah, so, a the so, speak. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's like a, a it's like a musical note kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and that's used to manipulate things in the environment mm-hmm. to yep. well help you progress basically because they have these things with these like red banners, don't they? And they they are the things that influence the environment. Uh, the, there's always f- there's flight as well, isn't there? So yeah, power. So you, this there's, there's a form of flight on the yeah, and like levitation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you use these uh, these bad things to charge your scarf, mm-hmm. so to speak, because it gets the, longer as you get throughout yeah, the game. That's the that's the best way I can describe it, and that's that's effectively what helps you fly. What I really like about the game is the the music, the dynamic music in it. Mm. It's yeah. composed by a guy called Austin Winter. And mm. the the music is it's sort of, it's it changes based on what you do. Okay. So it, it so like when it, it it sort of like is sort of influenced when you do your musical note, you know, with your character. It's mm. it does like change the music in the background as well. Yeah, and it's it is a very it's a very novel way of doing music. Whereas normally you just have like a theme, a track in the back, and then you yeah. can't really control what that so, evolves into. Yeah, but it's a much more like organic feel mm. to it, which I just re- I just really like, and you, you don't see. I can't think of many of the games that have had that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and interestingly, it doesn't. There's no real checkpoints or saves in this, is there? It's you go through like gates to get to other sections. Mm. That's probably about as close as checkpoints. You do, you... but I, I I don't. I think I read that you can, you can't. It doesn't save that you have to do the journey only once. Okay. Oh, I was led to believe. I'm not quite sure. Did you did you play all in one? Uh, when I initially I played it, I did play it all in one, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I did yeah, it so, in all one. Good. Yeah. So I mean, I, for anyone who's not played it, it's an hour and a half to two hours long, so it's not. Yeah. You don't have to be sat there yeah, for ages game. doing it. Yeah. Um, one thing I like about it is because of the way that it works with, um, well, due to the length of it, you can have multiple playthroughs. And the dynamic between you and the people around you can change depending on what playthrough you're on. So if you're the if you're going through it the first time, I had somebody that was trying to like show me where some hidden things were, um, mm. and as I was going through, and then the next time I played it, the dynamic shifted. So I was showing somebody. So mm. I think that's like a really nice um, shift because you can go from mentee to mentor, and it just changes the dynamic slightly. But yeah, it's a the thing that shocked me actually um, is I only had one person on my save, and near like two two thirds of the way through, they left me, and I was a little bit oh I'm on my own now. Yeah, that's it. But then, to oh. be honest, at this stage I didn't really know too much about what was going on because I'd never really read up on it. I, I heard mm. about it, and everyone was saying oh it's a it's a great game, you need to play it. This was about three years ago now, but. Um, and then it got to the very end when I completed it, and it came up with the person's game attack like, what? They're mm. actually real people? Yeah. Because I just didn't know, and it was just like such a nice shock. Well, a nice shock, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah, what were your thoughts on it, Matt? Because you played it quite recently, um, and mm. not going into it with too much information, what did you think? I just um, I just had a really good time with it. I think it's... Uh, I think I, I really like how is that they've got like a very it's, it's a very like subtle um, co-op game in, in essence like you can play the whole thing 
on your own. Like I think it's clearly set up like that to be able to do it. You can turn um, the online off. So yeah, you can play it. offline, so you just do it all on your own. Uh, but it was so nice because like uh, I, through my playthrough, I actually went through like four different partners. Mm-hmm. Um, although a lot of it was uh, I'd get to a checkpoint and then I maybe I had to do some on my PC or I'd go downstairs maybe so I had to like leave my guy um, sitting there for a bit and like and then I come back and like the other guy's kind of gone so I'm like oh, I've got to carry on, on my own. But anyway, I got to a point where I'd met this this other guy, and I might need to ask ask you guys if you know anything about this. But does everyone's character design the same, like their robe design? Yeah, yeah, Because this guy that I was playing with, so like, I don't, I don't know how to best describe the robe. Like, it's like a red robe. Mm. It's kind of got a thanks, Lex. Uh, <laughs> She likes burning in today. Um, hmm. So they kind of got like a, I suppose, is it like a like a gold kind of, I suppose, yeah, outline got, on the bottom? Yeah, it's got gold trimming on it. Yeah, Gold trimming on it. Well, this guy had kind of like that, but his, towards the bottom, was a little bit more detailed. Like, it kind of had like spikes kind of on it as well, kind of going up the robe. Because um, like when, when you fly, glowing like a wall and stuff, so you, hmm. you can see that your powers are, working yeah. and his was a lot more designed than mine um i can only assume that it's, he's probably played it more than me because he, he was showing me well like the little i suppose oh, upgrades for for your scarf and that were as well he was telling me oh go here here's like stuff you want to pick up and then he, he was like pretty much guiding me throughout the entire game which i was very thankful for because like there's a bit where you kind of go underwater that was a bit a little not massively terrifying but I mean, well, I suppose the main enemies of the game is guiding me through there, but I, I absolutely loved it. Um, and I'm I'm sure, I've had a look online, there's a lot that I've missed that I need to go back in and collect. And on story-wise as well, there's bits of story that I didn't pick up. There's one particular point in the game that just blew me away, really. This is the point where you go like through a, a gate that's on top of a a ruin or something. Yeah. You see this open expanse of golden sand. Snow. Oh, is it the sand? Oh, sand. Sorry. sand. Oh, and yeah. you, you just start you sliding down. And oh, it's you got start this, going it's got these gates that you can go between. And then you go through like a small cavern bit kind of thing. And you find yourself in some like a, some ruins with some pillars. And the camera turns sideways. Mm. You're going parallel to the camera then. Yeah. And it's just this gorgeous like golden sand and oh, yeah, you can see the mountain shot, in the background and yeah. it's it's honestly one of the most beautiful moments i've ever seen in a video game for recent memory anyway i think for that bit the music really came into its own as well mm. it just all came together yeah. so well in yeah. that moment and then you turn the corner and then you, you do a giant leap mm-hmm. and then the music reaches a climax there it's just that was such a good moment that's my favorite bit of the game yeah um, just moving on to what I thought we were talking about before, um, when you get to the bit where you're walking through the snow and you mm. start to slow down, uh, yeah. what did yeah. you think at this bit when you first played it? Because yeah, I thought, music, oh, I've done music, something wrong. Yeah, because the music cuts out, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. You, you see the trudging of the snow slowly coming away. Yeah. I, I thought I was... I think doing... it just collapsed. It's just like, yeah. oh. I thought I was I, I, wrong at this point as well. 
just going off on Nathan's point. Sorry, Mark. That like um oh. the person that was I was playing with when we got to that point, like his scarf was like pretty much like almost like back at the beginning of the game, which is like a little thing. Yeah. Why this like long glowing thing still pretty much? And then as you kind of going up, I didn't realize it started like it starts. It's in the snow storm starts essentially like blasting through your stuff and you start like losing it. And I was like, what am I doing? What's going wrong? Like, how, how can I like stop this from happening? And I, I kind of slowly start realizing as we continue going up that actually there's there's some of that it was meant to happen. This was effects like this whole storm's barren you, making this treacherous um, journey up the snow and then. I, d- I didn't know what to think when it when it started slowing down. Like when you just you're even just taking like baby steps. I'm like, what's happening? And then the point when when you um, well when both of us um, essentially fell apart and I suppose died in the snow. It's like oh my god, this is the yeah. end of the game. I just yeah, honestly, I thought that was the end of the game. When that yeah. I was like oh my I god, thought, I thought, <laughs> what tragedy! I've gone through all this and that's how we're yeah. I thought um, I thought I did th- I thought that as well I thought that's it I thought it was quite poetic like some journeys are never meant to be finished that's what I took at that mm. point and then when the cloak figures came and then you get all like your power back and you fly around and it's just such a happy happy ending not that kind of happy ending but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just such a beautiful ending it just makes the anguish of the snow bit worth it uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a personal analogy here. Uh, this this might not make this might sound strange to begin with, but I'm going somewhere with it, so bear with me. Uh, I'm I'm a massive fan of astronomy, so mm-hmm. whole space and what I love about space is the the vastness of it and our very small part in it. How we are all just a small little dot in this vastness of nothingness. Mm. And that, to me, I just find very fascinating and appreciation of the small things. Mm. Right. Mm. And I think this is the closest a game has managed to influence that sort of feeling as well. Because you've got this open expanse of desert or the mountain or whatever. And yet you've just got this small little character that you're, you're controlling. And you mm. just it's just you and the world. And I don't know, there's just something really profound about it. And I just found that quite moving when I was mm. playing it. And then it's just like you're joined by this individual, and it's like it's 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 like life really. So you're joined by one of the person. Person. And it's like it's 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 like your life, isn't it? You know. Are they there for the whole thing, or they're there for a part? In relationship, and you you you're on this journey to get through life, aren't you? And I think it's just a really symbolic thing. I don't know, maybe maybe it sounds all soppy and all that, but I just I just yeah, I, I just find it quite a moving thing, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's what games are for, for us to take take things from, um, mm. to relax us, to make us happy, to make us cry. Mm. Um, yeah, and this game does that. It invokes emotion. It does. Oh, certainly. Um, mm. what's, what's, your, what's your thoughts about the end? So, so you reach the summit, mm. and then during the credits, your character or the spirit of your character goes very back to the beginning of the game. Yeah. Now, on the face of that, you might think, well, that's a bit of a wasted journey, wasn't it? It's just like you just took me back to the very beginning again. Well, it's not about um, the destination, it's about the journey. Exactly. Ooh. That's exactly what I was about to say. So, yes. But that's the title of the game. So, yeah. there you go. So, 
but it's true. I think I think it's a game that does that is what it is actually about, isn't it? It is about the journey. Well, it's yeah. I, I think the the discovery of of the whole story about how um, well, I suppose there's, there's probably quite a few interpretations you could take the story because I was I was watching this uh, I was watching this morning um, one video about someone's kind of interpretation of the whole thing about how I think that there's def- definitely kind of li- religious undertones to it about how um, clearly that this power of of whatever it was I suppose the the scarf or the material that came down that gave power to this civilization who I mean, how, how I also interpreted from the story, uh, probably abused the power they received. Because, like, going through the whole story, you kind of see how, oh, there's this scarf is Thriving kind of, civilization. Yeah, so is this this all this power that's come from, say, the gods, maybe, that's come down to the civilization of, of the white, uh, the white-cloaked uh, people. Um, and opening through the story, if you if you go through each checkpoint you kind of see each point of what's happened of kind of like how they like it, it created all things i think from how i interpreted this this power that's come down has created these white clothed people it created the i suppose the the dragon serpent like scarf creatures as well i'm not sure and the the, the bits of scarf as well the fly around and do all that stuff like it created them and then it looked like these people, or the white cloaked ones, used it to create uh, monuments or cities with it. And then I don't know. At some point, there was there was probably an abuse of it. Like they they created these machine ones, the the serpent ones in the in the Wonder War bits that are potentially just the dragon ones. But obviously, the white people, the white people, that sounds bad. <laughs> The white cloaked <laughs> individuals, I should say, turned into like weapons, and then some happened. It looked like there was a war that happened because you end up seeing two of them pulling at a scarf that pulls apart and then starts disappearing. It was interesting to find out the whole story of like basically a ruined civilization that I don't know was given a gift that they abused and then ended up turned upon them. Because you see, like you find out the 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 little. I suppose gravestones around the sand and stuff, mm. and then the snow as well, which could have maybe told these were people who tried to go on the journey but just couldn't, didn't make it. Maybe, I mean, there's, there's a potential story there as well. And it looks as though it, it, essentially who you're playing as is this like little, I suppose maybe messiah to try and work. I suppose make that journey through what happened to the civilization. Um, I don't know. This. You could probably take numerous things out of the whole game, but it's. Um, I think one thing it does is it makes you think about maybe stuff in real life as well, kind of how we're going. Well, that's it. I was just going to say, could have parallels with AI in the future, like oh, we being given yeah. a gift, and are we going to misuse it, and is it going to destroy us one day? Well, maybe not even just AI. I mean, you could you could you could interpret it for a lot of things, like. Um, like the energy resources that we've got in this world is running out, you know. <laughs> what what are we going to do about that? Did we abuse it? Um, uh, it's it's a it's a very thought provoking game, mm. but I, one that's beautifully told. I think it's I loved 
pretty much every minute of it, like the discovery of of it, and like I, I took quite a few screenshots when I played it yesterday, just like how beautiful the game is. It's so good. I just think it's amazing that for a game that only takes ninety minutes to two hours, that it can invoke this these feelings, these feelings. and opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Is anyone platinum it? No, I've not. No. I'd like to. I might, I might, I might get one of you guys to come on to see if we can try. Well, I, I, don't, please, I think it's a game that I don't want to play again. You don't want to go back I know, to I know that sounds terrible, like <laughs> I'm doing it a disservice. But what I mean is, I, I don't think it could have that sort of impact as your first journey on it. Mm. It's just something about that first encounter for your 90 minutes, two hours or whatever. <laughs> and just that emotional feeling it gave you. And I don't think on subsequent playthroughs it would give you that. I mean, I might be wrong. No, true. Anyway, there we have it. So, journey into the video game hall of fame. So, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. Uh, You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post blogs and the hall of fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. We're also on YouTube where we post this very podcast and we also do something called Top of the Pod where we take different aspects of games, compete against each other in the tournament. So until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Sayonara. Sayonara.